Let's go. Go, 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 go. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, I am Arizona Verse. He is Soul Popo. Yes, sir. And this is Arizona Soul Podcast. Arizona Soul Podcast. Yeah. Soul Blow. Yeah, this is the. Yo, you've been in this. Look at your hair. Okay, Yo, on, on that Jay Z and Soho look. What's up? Shout, shout out to to Jay Z who 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 awoken me. Uh, look at my hair free, carefree niggas ain't near me. Yeah, ever since then <laughs> I was like, yeah, you right, Jay. Yeah, I'm gonna let my shit grow. You right? You that's that's what we doing now. Yeah, we off Ace of Spades and we over here we growing our hair. I'm with that. I'm with that. So uh, yeah, shouts out to Jay Z and shouts out to the fans for joining us as we are back. Make sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio, where uh, we're available on all those platforms. And even when uh, there's breaks in between, you can still catch every episode if you just go ahead and follow us on those. And make sure you turn on those not- what is it, notification squad for YouTube or whatever the fuck they call it. Do all that shit. Do that shit. Now, uh, you can also head over... <laughs> you can head over to our website, Arizona Soul Podcast.com, uh, where we have all of our articles, clips, uh, links. You could uh, go ahead and engage with us over there on the Arizona Soul Podcast. Um, also, from here, you can follow us on YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, make sure you fuck with our Facebook fan page. Uh, you know, on Instagram, we share our lovely dedications, as you can see on this little strip over here. Uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook where uh we share memes and all kinds of hilarity uh we've gone viral a couple times over there on the facebook fan page so make sure that you're uh, keeping up with us over there and then uh, make sure you follow us on twitter to keep up with all articles all kinds of shit and what we do on twitter and um while you're at it leave us a voicemail 480-588-4688 that's right 480-588-4688 uh we're still only getting fucking health insurance scams uh hitting us that way and so uh yeah make sure that y'all uh, uh tell us what's on your mind leave us a voicemail or also if you follow us on instagram you can call us directly from the instagram app there's a way that they have the call and email link on there too and i think on the facebook fan page so uh give us a call let us know what's on your mind how y'all feeling and I think um, we need to drop that number on the IGs. We need to put that in the social medias, you know, just in case. No, it's on the social have, media. Yeah, it's on there. They could directly from the. I don't even have my phone on me. Directly from IG. That bitch on the memes. When you when you go to IG, right on there, it says call or email. You can click right there. So people just being lazy. Stop being lazy. Yeah, could be a skirt. Look, if you say look something in the messages and say, look, don't, this isn't, don't broadcast this. This is just for y'all. We'll take that. Don't think that we're going to show you ads. I mean, we would have put these healthcare companies on blast if that was the case. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, most definitely. And, and I could I could bitch all day about that. Now, I was thinking about doing a little sub series, just me bitching about healthcare, and but it probably only appealed to those that are fucking retired and retarded. <laughs> 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 so shouts out to the retired, the retarded. Shouts yeah, out. We to, love all y'all. We, we, we love all the. We a white love. spectrum. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we love everybody. We love everybody. You know, <laughs> fucking Arizona's whole podcast for the kids. It's for the kids. So um, Trick, love the it, kids. Not like our Kelly, but you know, we love the kids. Yeah, we don't love them that much. So, yo, and shouts out to the uh, to the one of my favorite memes is the fuck them kids memes. Have you seen any of those? The fuck no. the kids. <laughs> so 
it started with Michael Jordan because uh, there's a famous clip from Michael Jordan. He was at some basketball camp. And uh, I think Chris Paul was running it and uh, Michael Jordan just so happened to be there. And during this uh, camp, uh, Chris Paul put out some outrageous thing like, oh, like if Michael Jordan loses in this game of horse, um, he's going to buy all the kids here, uh, you know, brand new shoes. And the kids are like, yay, they're all excited. Yeah, Jordan's going to buy us some shoes. And then Jordan, who was retired at the time immediately went into that MJ mode and started hitting every shot and making everything or whatever. So he ended up winning. So none of those kids got any shoes, which provoked the meme. Fuck them kids. Jordan don't give a damn. kids. He don't care. And then, um, so there's been a bunch of uh, uh, new uh, spins on it. And one of the ones recently I'm uh, from the wrestling world. Shouts out to my Becky Lynch shirt. The man. The man. Shouts out to the man. Uh, but recently it came out, um, I think yesterday, there's a female wrestler by the name of Carmella. Then there's a male announcer, younger guy uh, by the name of Corey Graves. He had to retire early due to too many concussions wherever in his career. He's a fucking um, announcer? Yeah, so he's an announcer now. So he's oh, young I enough he had to retire from being an announcer from taking too many hits. I'm like, fuck, that's a lot of crap participation no so yeah no <laughs> so no he was a wrestler who then ended up having to retire in his like late 20s because he just suffered too many concussions in his career and he has brain damage or whatever and so he was always good on the mic and so they gave him a job as an announcer so he's one of the better announcers or whatever but his wife was on instagram last night and revealed to the world that her husband Corey graves is cheating on her with carmella <laughs> to which everyone was like oh shit like Corey Graves, he's married and he has kids, and like, oh my god, he's cheating with Carmella. And then someone shared a meme, and it was Carmella, and it was like, fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Bitch, gonna give a fuck. You know what I've realized though, and I'm not too sure if it's just a spectrum that I've involved myself with now, that people are usually a whole lot more thoughtful. On the forefront, like my wife, you know what I'm saying, being stressed out, like, oh, you know, you're gonna be creeping around because she, when she met me, I was a hoe, you know what I'm saying? And so there's always those, those kind of, you know, and, and so there's the constant yeah, fear, you know, some shit popping off like that. And I'm like, yo, you would think, because I used to, you know, what's that line that, uh, Kanye said, how oh, are you supposed to be still faithful in a room full of hoes? Like, mm -hmm. I used to I used to love slithering through those parts of the world, and I feel like that's just long and forgotten and non-existent. And you mentioned him saying wife and kids, and people are like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Funny. I mean, I'm uh, sure my obesity helps that as well, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, actually funny. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of dry snitching. But uh, mm -hmm. speaking of hoes, uh, my motherfucking dad apparently is uh, in the process of uh, uh, heading out out of town uh -huh. uh, to go get his hoe on. And um, it's hilarious because, yeah, he's. You he's had to go out of town for that? He's. Yeah, yeah, because you know the the missus is in town, so you got to go out of town. <laughs> I think Luda said it best, right? It, the, or oh. Nate Dogg, them hoes in different articles that don't count. Oh my god! And so, shouts out to uh, Pops who's still on his hoe tip, and it's actually funny because it reminded me this was like ten years ago. Uh, Pops had hit me up one day i was at work and he hit me up one day he's like hey man he was like uh there's this uh this broad in my neighborhood he was like i've been fucking around with and uh he was like she might be pregnant 
uh he was like you know i'm trying to figure that out and so this was like 10 years ago he was like 50 something or whatever and it brought to mind uh joe budden had a record called blood on the wall where um he talks about how his old ass father shot twins out his dick and as soon as pops had told me that he may have knocked up a chick or whatever that joe budden lyric popped in my head like so uh yeah shout out to pops uh, Yo, yeah, yeah. And, and it's still funny because we come from as different as we are we're, we're, we're mad similar both i think from living situations to everything else i mean shit you know like you had two motherfucker i got i got three right, right off the bat you know what i'm saying like, it's just a d- diving right deep you just go right in you just go and, right in and what's funny because again you know what I'm saying being former hoes and whatnot I laugh so much that again our fathers, you know what I'm saying, they never let go of the dream. You're looking at me like that, Skips. We say we're former hoes. She just walked past. <laughs> She's listening to us. She just walked past and gave me the former hoes. That's the key word. That's no longer former. existence. That's you retired. Know we are retired hoes. The jersey is on the wall. He's not retired. He's clearly still a hoe. <laughs> no, don't, don't be referring so, to me. Let her know you're talking about your daddy. But no, uh, talking about pops, talking about pops, not pop po. <laughs> see, they can be easily confused. You see what the internet can do? Pop, not pop po. There you go. <laughs> Shouts out to them. I'm saying, too, oh at God. the same time, too, you like I kind of almost salute it. You could see it as being sad, and you know what I'm saying, and people can say, "Oh, well, that's the pathetic," because you know, what, what are you without love? And at the same time, like, what is life without love? And if you live in a, a, a loveless life, then you figure then you'd be doing everything else the most, right? I don't know. It's exactly. it almost seems poetic. It's po- poetry emotion. Life is rather poetic. And that's the reason why I always uh, say that um, God is definitely a screenwriter because uh, life is a dark comedy. So uh, shouts out to all that. Shouts Street out. comedy. Yo, I don't know. I was you watch say, uh, fucking comedy. Tragic comedy coming up, but go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go right for it. I was going to bring up Spike Lee and Black Klansman. I don't know if you fuck with that or not. No, I still ain't seen it yet. It's on my to-watch list, but um, I have not seen it yet. It's not as dope as the hype would want to lead you, so don't go too hyped into it. But mind you, Spike Lee joins, so that, regardless, is going to be dope. The reason I mention that is because he's so—and this is the reason why I love Spike Lee, because you, you can get on his ass about, you know, all the—I don't know if you call it conspiracy theory, but how he's trying to make light of um, police involvement. And remember, he used to be Mr.—you know what I'm saying? You know, fuck the powers that be. He was he was damn near public enemy, you know what I'm saying, in, in film form. So in his old age, whether it's the Steve—you know, you heard about the Monique and Steve Harvey shout out, you know, them having to— you know get real yeah um, fuck steve harvey but go ahead it, i mean because and, and mind you i respect him as being the you know king of comedy one amongst those you never know, like to respect him yeah even you know before this i've never liked steve harvey well because he was always he's always been for forgive me for a using cool. the term myself yeah <laughs> he's been like he's not uncle steve he's uncle tom and he's been like that for, for the longest and i have a brother who who he he does he works the connecticut part of uh this this place that i'm at now i can't stand his ass because i could smell it on him i could hear it in his voice and i just want to fucking just chunk hurl shit at him like a fucking monkey me myself being a goddamn monkey just i want to fling shit at his ass and yeah that, that shows my ridiculousness but um uh what was i trying to <laughs> before I, I, went really <laughs> I didn't realize how fucking racist that shit sounded uh 
What was I talking about? Steve Harvey? No, before Steve Harvey? Uh, fucking before Steve Harvey, uh, Spike Lee. Spike Dang, Lee, I okay. But people were getting on his ass, you know what I'm saying, about kind of um, making it to where there wasn't that much heat coming from the police when really, I mean, come on, all the fucking deaths, all the fucking, he's trying to like level out the fucking, the conversation as far as, you know, good guys, bad guys, and it being a race uh, differential. Um, but in, in that one thing I appreciate him as um his his him as a filmmaker similar to and again real controversial but similar to Woody Allen regardless of him being a pervert him being a creep and everything else in between he has a passion for the art year but again makes it to where it just there's such a there, there's there's talent there's skill you know when it comes to directing so there's there's yeah. something that he has in that and one thing i noticed about um spike lee especially i didn't notice it until what was that fucking joint we had nick cannon play a gangster <sighs> oh i know what you, i can't think of the name of it but it was in theater about. for like five days we legit yeah. tried to go see that at one of our mandated mandates and, and it was already out of the theater yeah i, I do remember that but i, I can't, can't remember the can't name because we ended up seeing the night before christmas or whatever that movie was with seth rogan and motherfucking, oh, yeah, uh, falcon yeah 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 the fucking yeah. racial buddy cop movie if i ever seen one but uh i can't believe i'm forgetting the name of the movie but regardless that movie, regardless of how um, ill-received it was, it was a Greek tragedy to where it was yeah. funny. There was a lot of um, satire and, again, mixed with a lot of outlandish shit that's entertainment. It's a fucking movie. That's that's how Black Klansman is, where there's okay. bittersweetness to it. I didn't realize that was Denzel Washington's son who played it, and it's, 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 oh, it's, it's a trip. It, it's crazy just to see the full spectrum. What movie was was he in? Was it um, He Got Game? Or what? I forget what movie it was that he did for Spike Lee that put Real him on quick, the fucking the movie we were talking about earlier that we were trying to remember was Chirac. Chirac. That was the movie How with the Nick Cannon. Right. Chirac, 2015. That's right. Not one fucking Chicagoan was in that motherfucking movie, but hey, I'm not going <laughs> to fucking get on that fucking shit. I didn't see Chief Keef. But, yeah, um, no. I told you right no, I was yeah. looking for him when I went to go visit. Anyway, there's another story. <laughs> but no, I do plan on uh, seeing Black Klansman at some point. Um, it's on my to-watch list. But um, going from Black Klansman to uh, just Klansman. T- typical Klansman. Klansman. Uh, Shouts out to y'all president, ain't my president. Uh, did you see Donald Trump has declared a national emergency? Wait, is this before or after he shut it down this fucking pass last time? That's another state emergency? This is a, so it should be like fucking timeouts. You should be given only so many per your fucking term. <laughs> you get, you get, nigga, you get three timeouts and then it's over. We gonna serve you with a technical. If you ask for one more timeout, we are gonna give you a fifteen yard penalty. You are out of timeouts. You can't keep doing this every ninety days. Uh, Pelosi, freaking uh, jerking them off the wrong way. And, and actually, it's sad because this every time I bring up Trump, Trump. Uh, uh, I blame him for my alcoholism. I think I'm gonna have to take a shot of motherfucking Jack talking about Trump. Do it, but, um, yes, we had a government shutdown not too long ago because Trump was upset that the American public wouldn't pay for his wall. That he said that the Mexicans was gonna pay for the wall. Yeah. Uh, to which then Ted Cruz tried to kind of meet in the middle and say, since we arrested Chapo, can Mama. Chapo pay for the wall? But that, yeah, that's just something else. <laughs> But Yo, you gonna have to release him if y'all want him to do that. Yeah, it's like, it's Yo, a lot could going you on. imagine? Yo, can you imagine if he got extradited? Are we gonna talk about Chapo later on? Uh, we could get into him. I don't think I have him on the docket, but okay. uh, 
but no so trump declared a national emergency um he wants to get this wall done and so they won't give him the money and so instead of going into a government shutdown i guess again he's, he's claiming a national emergency so shouts out to new york times uh and their article where uh peter baker goes into it uh saying that um trump had said we're going to confront the national security crisis on our southern border and we're going to do it one way or another uh this was in a televised statement in the rose garden barely 13 hours after congress passed a spending measure without the money he had sought he said it's an invasion we have an invasion of drugs criminals coming into our country those damn brown people he may or may not have said that last line um, now, what was interesting, though, is that um, he kind of undercut his own argument because as he was going on in it and, you know, you do a national emergency when there's something urgent going on. And he then later on in the same statement said, I did need to do this, but I'd rather do it much faster. I just want to get it done faster. That's all. That's not a ma- national emergency. That's you throwing a tantrum because people ain't listening to your dumb ass. Fucking A. Yo, so what was... Does uh, Pelosi get brought up in this article at all? Because uh, I don't think so. But go ahead and bring her up. No, it's just and, and she and she she better than a motherfucker for being as old as she is too. Um, but that's that's okay. another that's another thing. And I'm pretty sure no, they're gonna Pelosi. put her Pelosi. Right? Go to Arizona. You can get that work. Ooh, well we're gonna put pass it you around, baby. And get that work. You know, because you know, you know, she, you know, she hasn't had you actually. Matter of fact, there was uh, I mentioned this in the in the in the Spick podcast last week. There's a lady in Florida. She's some kind of local lawmaker, and she apparently had a thing for like licking faces. And I can't understand why a bitch would like have any kind of like passion or any or have that be her claim to fame that she can lick a face from the Adam's apple up. I'm pretty sure that's to show how her head game is. I imagine. <laughs> I don't make no fucking sense, but yeah, they had to fucking they had to kick her ass out because apparently she she might have licked a gay or something, and he got highly offended and he reported her. Because normally, under most circumstances, a man's not gonna. And mind you, I know it sounds sexist and I know it's stereotypical, but a man's not gonna report a woman normally, especially if that's gonna get him on the up and up. Like it sounds sad and it makes you feel like, oh, well, men are hoes too. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. We just happen to control the word more often, and y'all get offended by it, and. Yeah, so just moves can be done. Pelosi can be changing shit right now, and she mm. fucking around. And I don't know if she's the head of—is she the public speaker now? She's the head of something. What is she now? I'm gonna look up head her head official head? I mean, because I remember when they were man, one of the past couple weeks when they were giving like the State of the Union shits, and they had to come around and try to um, give some kind of speech after Trump had given his. There's such a even more of a disconnect now between the Republicans and the Democrats as far as what they're putting out, you know, into the public eye. That anything that anyone else is saying, they have their own agenda. They're going to mention the Speaker of the House. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, she's a speaker. So this it's it's such a, like a thing to where there's no more rebuttals, there's no fucking retorts. Someone's talking about something, and we're gonna talk about something totally fucking different. How is this ever supposed to get solved like that? Like it's an obvious, if, if ever more of a fucking ploy, and ever more of a reason to believe that this is just to get our our the wheel spinning, our head spinning, so we just ignore it completely, and only the most the elitists try to go and try to change shit and of course it doesn't because it's gonna lean and whatever fucking side you know the more the more involved party is and it, it's exhausting bro like and it doesn't make any sense and what the fuck's the end game of this what could come from this another shutdown to where what we're not gonna stop our military we're not gonna stop people at the border we're gonna stop fucking tsa who 
they hardly catch shit anyway. Like, what what point needs to be proven? You think? So my concern, and I know the the MAGA hat wearers are getting sick of this um, comparison, uh, but my concern is that we saw a national state of emergency used incorrectly in history, and that was by uh, motherfucking Hitler. Um, Back in Germany, uh, Hitler, it was in 1933, Hitler declared a state of emergency using Article 48, and then the president signed this decree, which suspended the Constitution for the whole duration of the Third Reich. Um, So essentially, once they did this, Hitler was able to enact laws without um, the proper votes and all that. And so that's one of the things that is scary, is that Trump is like, oh, I want to do this. Oh, you guys aren't voting for me. And even in the article, Trump had said, um, Trump explained his failure to secure wall funding during his first two years in office when Republicans control both houses of Congress by saying, I was a little new to the job. Um, the thing is, is that with a national state of emergency, you put you put a state of emergency in and then you could start putting laws forth that other people can't actually vote on and say that we disagree with because it's a national emergency. So that's my my concern is always what's the next step? Like, OK, this is where we're at with this. But what else can happen from this? I remember back in I think it was 2012 when that I think it was the NDAA first came in and um, it was a couple of different things like that where certain laws will come in and kind of with the net neutrality thing too, a law will come in. And even though your guy may be the one running it at the time, someone else could then take that power and then abuse it. And so that's always a concern is that, okay, he's calling a national emergency, just saying he's trying to get border wall funding and so on and so forth. But this can get even worse if he tries to dig deeper and try to pass certain laws and different things like that. So it's just a scary slope. This just opens up Pandora's bots and a bunch of bad shit can happen. And uh, we'll see. And again, going back to Hitler and whether people like it or not, there's a lot of similarities between Trump and Hitler. And the fact that um, he was somebody who wasn't supposed to win. He was somebody who was deemed charismatic by uh, under help you know uh population um his whole campaign was hey you know we used to be great but we're not great because these people that don't look like us are the ones fucking up everything like there's a lot of similarities with the way that trump has gotten to where he's at that hitler used to get to where he's at and then it's kind of scary that now he's using the same tactics of oh i can't get things to happen the way i want them to state of emergency oh okay y'all niggas can't vote now so bam this is what i'm gonna do and i remember clearly being a african-american i followed obama during his whole reign and i remember following all the conspiracy theories about obama i remember going into the eighth year of obama being in office there was a concern that oh my god that negro is gonna call a state of emergency so he could be president president forever i remember those those conversations and so yes this is uh i don't know i i will throw this out really quickly before the 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 thought leaves me we did uh break that that one mystic blind mystic lady say that obama was mm. the last president so i am very curious to see where the next step is with all the other fucking you see the motherfucking from ceo from starbucks trying to get in the game like there's oh, so many God. people that are trying to jump in this that li- literally have no political 
um, backgrounds, but again, are in such high uh, allegiance that they have political power. Nigga, so, I declared on Twitter a week ago that I'm running for president in 2020. Everybody else declared, so fuck it, I'm, I'm running too. <laughs> I don't know Funny. if I'm getting the votes, but yeah, I'm running for president in 2020 also. <laughs> yeah, well, we got a motherfucking Justice of the Peace in Mesa that literally got to fucking win win the seat because it was a write-in only, and he happened to fucking call the r- local rock radio station, which it's either Indians or whites listening to that, and they're the, the, <laughs> they're the house party. Anyways. Yeah, I uh, remember there was some county, I can't remember which one, it wasn't in Arizona, but somewhere out east where uh, a candidate by the no. name of D's Nuts almost won because enough people <laughs> wrote in D's nuts and they spelled it the same way so then those votes counted so D's nuts almost won a motherfucking election so that's okay. what we're politics nowadays that's hope and aspiration if I ever heard one. I didn't hear this kind of hope when Obama was in office <laughs> I just gotta say this <laughs> no no but going back crazy theory and I don't know if we've ever discussed this but you know and, and we've worried about the you know Taliban and ISIS you know making it through our borders and we know we bitched about that before but at the same time and again you couldn't tell fucking Mohammed from fucking Jesus you know truly both religiously and and both in skin color I uh, asked her you know who is who but could you imagine though let's say funding doesn't come from the government let's say somehow this is able to be shaked because whatever kind of revolt and fucking BS uh, political protesting we want to throw out uh, imagine just if russia was and we trump was in russia's back pocket the way that we believe you ever seen like when people they just started dating and they kind of put each other's pocket their hands into their rear uh yes. pant pockets you know what i'm talking about yeah that's like that. that's what i imagine you know putin and, and trump except i'm pretty sure you know putin is the, the top in the whole situation but um but could you imagine if they were the ones to fund shit or at least you know, kick back a little couple of nickels and dimes or whatever to that makes it prevalent wouldn't you think, especially those people, like, all right, imagine the people who invested into certain companies who own a shit ton of stock, they get kickbacks and perks. Like, let's say when you work at a Starbucks, you probably get to drink a, a coffee for free, right? That's part of the perks of, of working, right? So yeah. you know, I would wonder, wouldn't there be some kind of perk for those who get to invest in this wall, whether that be of access, whether that be of ease, whether it be whatever the fuck? And Mexico being, unfortunately, in a very corrupt state that allow people like El Chapo to, you know, to— to rain siege and to do whatever the fuck they wanted because they paid the ticket for it. Wouldn't you think too, that some blonde haired, blue eyed motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? With the very thick accent, uh, damn near Soviet, you know what I'm saying? Could be coming to the border without any question because, Hey, he looks like one of us. He happens to have whatever kind of fucking paper that's easily manipulable. I mean, shit, we could 3d print guns. How the fuck is it difficult to, to fucking print out a passport and have them stroll right through. Like it doesn't, we don't need to have airport records of who's landing and what's your blood type. Cause if you can easily mosey on your way to the fucking Southern border, like if we needed to somehow make some kind of Trojan horse of shits to, you know, get motherfuckers to the gates, even if that were fucking necessary as if we weren't already easily manipulatable through social medias and whatever kind of online infrastructure that we have, how much more easy would it be to to have bad guys come to that side, especially if the bad guys fund that. I don't know. No, and uh, and you brought up Chapo, and I was trying to find the exact statement, but Chapo reportedly during the sentencing had mentioned how basically you guys called me a criminal, but I got rich and I built this empire off of the backs of your fucking people in America being drug addicts. Like, you guys want to criticize 
me in Mexico getting this guap. I was funding, I was making this money off of y'all. You guys are the drug addicts. You guys are the ones that had the demand. And so I offered the supply. And um, that is the thing. It shouts out to Vice. I remember back when Mitt Romney was going up against uh, Obama, uh, Vice did this whole little uh, seven-part series on Mitt Romney's family and how they're from Mexico. You know, they live in Mexico because the Mormons couldn't uh, marry a whole bunch of different people, and so they got ran out of America, and they went down to Mexico, and then they were, uh, uh, you know, polyamorous out there in Mexico, but then they also were fighting the drug cartels, and then that was kind of the thing that, like, Reagan put together this war on drugs but all the war on drugs did was made mexican cartels rich because we could talk all this shit about making drugs illegal and all that but people are still using them and so um yeah that's the, there's a reason why the mexican cartels are getting rich it's all for the war on drugs and it's you know, like yeah the Just americans are still doing them baby boo from the brooklyn oh man what's her name alejandra cortez she's a little brooklyn chick that's the um What's her? Is she a congresswoman? She's one of the yes. first youngest congress. What's what's her name? What's her official name? Shout out to uh, ALT uh, Alexandria. What's her name? Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. She'll come up a little later. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, was, uh, do we go in about her her talk about the uh, about the drug market and the numbers? Do we go into that kind of stuff at all? Uh, no, I don't think it was drug okay. market. It was another clip that she had about the bad guys and how the bad guys always win in America. Okay. Well, she had also made a reference. It might have been in, under the same State of the Union speech that she had given, where um, she mentions how you know it's the blacks and the Latinos who get busted, whether it be for drug dealing or for drug use. But when it comes to the, to the people who own the legalized uh, marijuana businesses now, majority are white. The 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 ratio of those who uh, are the purchasers mostly male, eighty one percent white so it's so crazy that even though the blacks and the browns had to get the butt of both the punishments to get to this point where legalization finally became a medical thing it's isn't it funny and ironic it's the whites who again had supposedly no part of the ones profiting from it and enjoying it the most so again not to knock on our fucking white listeners but this is just the the majority of who's no, getting shit keeping, on it, who keeping it a hundred and that was the thing on netflix there's a series called i think murder mountain and um, I watched the first episode, and then by the end of that first episode, came to the conclusion, fuck this series. Because basically, <laughs> it was about <clears throat> these outlaw marijuana growers out in Northern California and how they're getting all this money off of selling marijuana and growing marijuana and all the people that are getting trafficked, uh, traffic, you know, all the trafficking that's going on and all the people that's getting murdered and all that. And here we are, Netflix normalizing white criminals over marijuana while meanwhile black and brown people all throughout the country are locked up and in fucking jail can i get a netflix series about the fucking black people who couldn't find a fucking job in their area who then started selling drugs and now they're doing 20 years in jail for it no we're not going to get that because we only normalize white people when they do fuck shit and so yeah i watched Hashtag. that one episode I was like, fuck that. I can't watch this. Uh, it's again, oh man, these white people are criminals, but this is why you should, you should, they're, they're just like us. They're just like us. Like, miss me with all that. Fucking hashtag fucked for paraphernalia. Yo, at, at least maybe you feel like, you think this is gonna, again, sure, you know, we, we gotta deal with, you know, the, the latter race, you know, kinda, you know, glorifying it. 
I mean, that's kind of like the logical step that's needed, unfortunately, to kind of hopefully make it more commonplace. Like, as fucked as it is, like, it it took a, it took an Eminem, you know what I'm saying, to kind of, to, to make it not, not so offbeat. I don't know. No, and then, and just the issue is, is that we attempt to normalize it through white people it was the same thing with i think it was like a year or so ago maybe two when the they started legalizing marijuana and it came out about the marijuana moms oh these moms they smoke marijuana and they do yoga and oh my god they're such great parents but again meanwhile black and brown people who smoke marijuana are having their kids taken from each other and so it normalizes it but it it normalizes it for the white people. And so that's always, that's again, the issue. And then for the people who don't understand why there are other groups that are so upset at white people, it's because you guys have to realize this privilege that you guys go through and going back to your Irish homeboy. It's not that, Oh my God, you're white. And so you get this golden ticket and you're born with a million dollars in your bank account. Oh my God, everything is just so easy for you. No, it simply means things are, easier it doesn't mean it's easy it means it's easier because you're not going to get them, criminalized like that i told me both of us get pulled over they're going to hose my ass down <laughs> your ass is going yes. to taking a burger king yeah and again with my legal issues i ran into a couple years ago that was one of the things that was fascinating as we're sitting there in the class or whatever we're going off of the different things and i think the teacher did this on purpose where it was like okay what's your charge and what was the punishment that you received and as we went through the class or whatever every single one of the black and brown ones we all did time in jail all the white one or the majority of the white ones didn't do time in jail and one woman was even confused she's like, oh that's weird i never got time in jail because you look like a fucking soccer mom they don't look at you as a criminal. You're all, oh, you're just, oh, she was having a hard time. She was going through it. And that's the reason why she's in this situation. Meanwhile, I was suicidal. And that's what led me into my fucking situation. All that. They don't give a damn. You're a fucking criminal. Nigga, you go to jail. So that's just the reality of America. Let's just be real, people. That's the reality of America. And that's that it is what it is. Yeah. Mess. I know. And speaking of uh, the reality of nature and black and brown and what we're going through in the world, bro, the Colin Kaepernick and NFL situation is quote unquote over as the NFL he got paid heavy. He had to have been. I don't know the story. The NFL settled the case and it's reported that Kaepernick is set to get 60 to 80 million dollars from the NFL for this case. Now. Bad. Now, and actually, real quick before I before I give my my hot take on it, uh, shouts out to again the New York Times. Uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, had um, you know debates over race activism, so on and so forth, about protests and police shootings and black men kneeling during the Star Spangled Banner. Um, you know, the president, a bunch of other racists were upset about it. <laughs> now, uh, two and a half years later, Kaepernick and former teammate. And former teammate Eric Reed have reached a surprise, not to me, but uh, a legal settlement with the NFL, which uh, they had accused of the NFL colluding to keep them out of the league. Now, um, they will, it came out that both parties decided to resolve the pending grievances and that there would be no further comments. So it's a, it's an NDA non-disclosure agreement on it. Mm -hmm. So they can't really go into what, you know, was confirmed during this or whatever, but with the NFL settling and with Kaepernick getting 60 to $80 million, 
what that leads me to believe is that the NFL realized that Kaepernick had a motherfucking case. He had some evidence. And instead of letting your company as the NFL be drugged through the media as, hey, not only do we claim that they're racist, here's the proof of them being racist pieces of shit. Hey, let's settle this out of court and sign a non-disclosure agreement so we won't talk about this. Sixty, eighty million dollars. That means the NFL was like, oh man, yeah, let's settle this out of court because you do have some information on us and you can either make more money off of us or you can bring down this organization. Um, so shouts out to Colin Kaepernick. He won and fuck you racist white people who had an issue with Colin Kaepernick. He was clearly targeted and pushed out of the NFL before his expiration date, if you will, because he did some shit that up to white people got upset about. Now, I'm curious because 60, 60 to 80 million dollars, that's pretty damn nice. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I can make four stretch a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to have that again, that's going to create, you know, both lavish, um, you know, life, lifestyles up, you know, bring-ins also hopefully allow for investments and whatever the fuck else he hopes to not just waste on balling out. How has, cause again, I wasn't aware of this. And I think this, this, I think I heard sentiments of this since what Wednesday or was it, or was it Thursday? Yeah. It was sometime this yeah week. I don't know what day, but so there were, there, there has to be some time for that shit to kind of settle into the community. Has Black Twitter responded at all to this? Yeah, do they, they take they, it as a win, or are we looking at him being a sellout? I say it was seventy five twenty five. I think the great majority of us was like, "Bam, Kaepernick won," mm-hmm. and then I think there was a group of people who said sellout, which I think is complete and utter bullshit. Because okay, so if he's being a sellout, then what would not be a sellout to let the case keep going and then to get a job, another job back in the NFL? But wouldn't that be a sellout to go back to an uh, industry that kicked Joe Black ass out of it? Fucking A. And then at the same time, you can't say he wouldn't be a target or something of that nature where they might kind of give him that, a little bit of... That was my biggest concern. And that's why I'm glad that it went this route because that was my biggest concern when all this was going on before the loss even happened. I was like, what if Kaepernick does come back into the NFL and then you have people who rough the passer that do all kinds of illegal shit. And what if someone goes for some illegal tackle from behind breaks his hip, break his knee or something like that. And some racist, big white boy country fed or whatever, who's like, Oh no, I was just trying to go for a tackle and no, you're trying to hurt him. And then there's another debate about, Oh, look, they, they purposely, you know, tried to injure him. And then white people go, Oh, you guys only see race. No, he was just Mm -hmm. playing a game. If you guys weren't so snowflakes, you guys wouldn't always think that someone's trying to attack you. I'm glad it went this route. And then the other thing that I thought was hilarious was someone guess the race tried to claim on Twitter that by this happening this way, this proved that Colin Kaepernick had made everything up. Would that Colin Ka- waste sixty to 80 million dollars if, if they some shit was made up? No, they wouldn't. And then also the NFL, like, because someone was like, "Oh, they settled the case because they didn't want to." It was a lose lose situation, and they were going to look like really bad if they kept like going after them. And it's like, hmm, that's weird because when the NFL got into it with Tom Brady over Deflate Gate, I remember them not shedding the fuck up about that for a couple years on Deflate Gate, and they kept going to court. And the NFL looked real stupid, keep fighting and keep suing and keep going or whatever. They had no issue during that time to make themselves look bad over the Deflate Gate, even. Though they didn't have enough information to really like 
do what they you know had to do so it's just again no it's they knew they were in the wrong and they didn't want the information to come out because it was crystal clear that the white billionaires got together and was like yeah let's make a statement with this nigga don't you come back to this sport hey the rest of y'all if y'all do this we're kicking you out of this exclusive league where you can make millions of dollars like nfl's trash and that's the reason why i don't mess with the nfl i'm cool it's a bunch of it's that slave the slave master slave owner mentality and then people are like oh well you can't be a a slave making millions of dollars yes you can be a slave making millions of dollars um putting your body at risk getting traded all over the country and having to move your family every 12 months to a new city and all that while there's a bunch of other people making billions of dollars sitting in a fucking office or whatever dictating what uh slave goes to what plantation yes it's, yeah. it's similar yeah, it's similar sweat uh, not only for your feelings your uh inconveniences and as well yeah. as what the fuck happens to you and that's the reason why in the nba i know you don't follow sports but there was a so in the nba um there's been this thing for the past couple of years where players so it used to be the mentality is you as an athlete you especially in the nba because the nba kind of works differently than the nfl nfl you might switch teams a lot or whatever in the nba typically you get drafted by one team and you kind of stay there your whole career the last um, time so, really quick the last time i kept up with any kind of news about the nba was in the head of wear suits they couldn't wear shorts well yeah they did that around the Allen iverson time yeah. where Allen iverson was looking too much like a thug so you guys gotta start wearing suits during the day since they got rid of that law okay. um they've gotten past that or whatever um but no so in the nba recently over the past year or two there's been a bunch of players who they've announced publicly hey i don't want to be on this team anymore i need to get traded and so players are starting to dictate moving and going to other teams uh kevin durant uh is public enemy number one in the nba because he left his team and went to go play for another team that was already good and help you know and he ended up winning championships going over to this other team and so a lot of people are like back in my day like charles barkley's one of them back in my day you know you got drafted you just stayed on this team and you didn't just go around and move over here move over there a lot of where that came from was a couple years ago there was uh, what turned to be a fairly sad story now a couple years later there's a guy by the name isaiah thomas isaiah thomas is like five foot seven he's like super short um real good basketball player he was a starting point guard for the boston celtics um he had a what's up you fucking a kardashian no 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 you're talking about tristan thompson Uh, um no so this kid isaiah thomas five foot seven young guy starting point guard for boston um he had a breakout year where he was one of the top five candidates for the mvp of that season just balled out of control going into the playoffs his sister died i can't remember if she got murdered or if she was in a car accident i can't remember off the top of my head right now but his sister died um his sister died and he played in the basketball game the very next day because they were in the playoffs and there was footage of him at the arena that day before the game started and he's on the bench and he's bawling crying because his sister just fucking died but he has a responsibility to this team he's the leader of this team so he's on the he's on the bench bawling his eyes out or whatever the game starts he balls out of control scores like 30 40 points or whatever helps the team win so he's still he's the team player or whatever then at some point in the playoffs they end up having to pull him because it turned out that he messed up his hip pretty bad and he had been playing through an injury without taking time off because again he was trying to push this team to win a championship because they you know this is the year that we might be able to do this wherever super team player 
during the offseason, they traded his black ass. This nigga fucked his hip up during the season, played through it for the benefit of this team. His damn sister died, still didn't miss a game because I'm here for this team. And then y'all just trade him. And the sentiment changed in the NBA. Fuck you owners. Y'all don't give a damn about us and what we put up with y'all. So you know what? I'm going to dictate where I need to go. Like, because again, you guys as a society you don't care when this player is traded over oh this player got traded over there and that was the whole thing with isaiah thomas um his contract was coming up to an end and he was looking at a super mat still where he was going to make all this money and all that and then with the hip injury now people don't want to pay him that money because oh wait your hip is messed up i don't want to give you that money that you're going to get and then it was in the middle of a school year and oh now i gotta pull my kids out of school and i gotta sell this house and i gotta move over here and so again we have no problem with the owners are just moving niggas all around so on and so forth but then when those same people try to empower themselves and, hey, I'm going to go over here, now there's an issue. And so we just – people are kind of waking up, if you will. And it's one of those things where, again, the billionaires are pieces of shit who's in the office making billions of dollars, and they're dictating and moving people around. And then when those same fucking people get out for that plantation mentality and try to take their own destiny in their hands, they're like, oh, you uppity Negroes, how how dare you try to take things into your own? No, you're supposed to do what we tell you. No. Like, miss me with that. Power of the dollar. So it's hot damn. It's it's, it's a shame. But uh, yeah. So shouts out to uh, Cop Kaepernick for uh, getting this money, getting this guap. Uh, fuck the NFL and um, be the leaders of your own destiny. And in the words of Killer Mike, kill your masters. Yo, before I'm so sorry because it, it's been sitting in the back of my head. So does that mean that his little Adidas or Nike deal is gonna have to stop because it doesn't need one of his little things is called stand up. Or some shit like that. I forget the marketing that they're using. But um, if if he has this NDS agreement, does that also mean because he is the face of the kneeling? Do you think they want him to just get off all platforms when it comes to? You think no. that's why the dollar amount was so high because they're gonna fuck his uh, his other endorsement deals? No, I think the NDA is just you can't talk about what we discussed during this trial. So I think it's like it has nothing to do with any of the outside stuff that he's doing, but you just can't if someone comes, okay, well, what information did you have that led to you guys winning six to eighty million dollars? He can't come out and be like, Well shit, I had this fucking phone call where the Rams was like, Hey, fuck that nigga. I had this email from the Eagles who said that hey, yeah, we ain't go, you know, bring that black kid up. Like I think it was more that is that he can't share any of the information from this case. So I don't think anything outside of that's gonna change because and if it does change, I mean we'll have to judge Kaepernick according uh if that does become the case but i think as of right now um i don't know i think he's good one thing then i guess that sounds like like for example like if we can if we can not have a nine to five and do this all day every day i wouldn't fucking mind it i don't know about you i'm pretty sure we're on the wrong long same boat gang you know? gang like hey that's the dream so i can imagine be able to be given 60 to 80 million dollars again I'm, I'm i i could do a whole lot more with a whole lot less and then to be like all right y'all got, i gotta figure out how to survive off this perfect i could do everything i can fucking dream of because now rent isn't an issue yeah you know what i'm saying and Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying, I mean, he could be fucking protesting and standing up, keeping his fucking hand up for as long as the shit gets tired. You know what I'm saying? And hey, he yeah. paid. No, and that's the thing, because I've seen some people uh, who are... It's not all of them. I've seen some people who are well off who are like, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't get a nine to five. You should start a business. And you should do this and do that. 
and Shit. it's easy to say that if you're in a position where you can do that i always i go back to again my music days and um after seeing like the industry and how the industry works it was like okay i'm not really going to be able to get in the way i wanted to as an artist because during my time it was before uh kanye and all these soft rappers blew up so i was here i was trying to be a mainstream backpacker if you will uh non-thug type while everybody was on this gangster shit you know i kind of i was I was out of place, if you will, at the time. Um, and then so I moved over to audio engineering. And then I saw that that was going to be just as difficult in the situation I was in because I moved to California and, you know, I started working at some, you know, various studios and all of them to start. It's like, OK, well, you got to be a free intern and then you got to be available 24 hours a day. How am I going to pay rent, nigga? Like, I, I I can't be available 24 hours a day and not make any money like I need. And so the people that graduated around the same time as me who did end up making it and getting into the industry, they were either in a situation where they were able to live with family in the various locations that they were in or they were in a situation where they were being taken care of. One of the studios I worked at um, for a famous producer, um, there was another kid who was an intern that was up there and he had been an intern for the guy for like a year and a half, two years or whatever, not making money being readily available for two years and his family lived out in Ireland and his family was just sending him money. They were taking care of him for two years, just sending out money. Yeah. I'd be able to be in a studio 24 hours a day with you guys just, you know, fucking around and doing blah, blah, blah. If I had someone to funnel me money, but no, nigga, I'm broke. It's, it's, it's me. It's me. Like, and yeah. So I don't know. It's just one of those things. And, and I, it's so funny because uh, most recently I was looking at uh, just, man, I legit I want to get my foot into broadcasting. I, I, at the same time, I don't know if I want to invest twenty four to thirty thousand dollars just to get a certificate that says, "Hey, I do broadcasting to get a fucking job." It's going to be fifteen. Paper. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And that little fucking piece of paper. And so, anyway, so I saw an internship thing. I'm thinking, all right, you know what? Look, I'll do that. I'm gonna. I want to do something in this field. I, I don't. You got to do the man hours, and you got to do do your. Was it buy your tithes or whatever? Uh, and pay your dues. Do pay your dues. And and it's for a local fucking country place, man. Whatever the fuck. I'm used to racist. Hey, perfect, right? I go there. <laughs> the internship literally just wants you available at a drop of a hatch. Yeah. And I get paid nothing. Like how how can anyone again unless they're already well off be able to make it into that? Yeah. And what's so funny is that someone who is well off they're not gonna want to get a motherfucker their coffee. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so. and that and that again is the thing. I remember there were stories of different people who were in internships and they worked thirty six hour shifts. And it's like I could work. At, I've I've done some. I've I've pushed my body to the limits. And I've been able to prove that I can do some amazing things if I put my mind to it. I think all humans can if you put your mind to it, you can do it. Okay. Um, but the issue is again money. Like I can't be living somewhere and be like hey man I'm, I'm gonna get you in like six to seven months like i'm gonna just like <laughs> I, I'll, I'll pay you eventually like yeah so i got, it's, I got a promotion coming soon it's coming soon. it's coming i got some ious man i'm gonna pay i'm gonna pay the rent this month ious man i got you i got you son but um no speaking of uh fucking ious uh somebody who's gonna have a bunch of ious uh the boy takashi Ooh. Yo, there's a bunch of news. Uh, Yo, so they um, got him, right? Like, is he, he pled guilty? So there's levels to this. Okay, so, how far back are we going? Because I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm confused. So we're going to start with uh, his full guilty plea uh, became public. 
Shouts out to uh, Complex, who uh, shared this uh, article. Um, at the beginning of the month, it was revealed that Sits9 had pled guilty to nine counts of his federal racketeering case and uh, would be a cooperating witness. Now, uh, Ooh, Complex That's what all the snitch talk is about then, huh? Yeah, because he agreed, hey, I will cooperate. Now, Complex got a transcript of his guilty plea uh, because it was made public. And so with this, we're able to get the information of what he has told prosecutors in this situation. Um, so basically, he came out and said that he met and joined the Nime Trade Blood Gang in the fall of 2017, which was right before anyway. the Dumbo video came out. Now, he says, as a member of the Nime Trade, the enterprise engaged in such activities, including shooting at people, robbing people, and at times drug trafficking. Um, he admitted that he was involved in three different violent incidents in 2018, an attempted murder on March 20th, a robbery on April 3rd, a shooting on June 2nd. Uh, the June 2nd uh, shooting was the one when, uh, remember, Chief Keith got shot at, and that was the whole thing when, remember, Chief Keith started hopping on airplanes, was chasing Takashi all over the fucking country. Takashi, yeah, Takashi showed up in Chicago at that uh, apartment complex and was throwing up gang signs in front of Chief Keefe's neighborhood and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, it came out that Sits Nine had paid a person to shoot at a rival member of Nine Trader Scarum. Um, he, uh, yeah, apparently gave this dude uh, twenty thousand dollars or whatever. And then also, Sits uh, Nine says. Um, Dang, it was another one where he admitted that they were selling, that he sold heroin for the Nine Trade gang. Mm. So essentially, Sits Nine came out and was like, uh, okay, yeah, I'll go ahead and cooperate. And um, here's all the information about Nine Trade. This is what we were doing. And these are all the crimes that we were committing, so on and so forth. And all that led to this new speculation, this new information that's come out that uh, has the internet. Um, uh, not in the uproar, I guess, baffled. I guess that would be the best way to put it. Um, with Takashi assisting, cooperating in the way that he has been, uh, there's a scenario where Sits9 may receive no jail time Ooh. and witness protection for cooperating. See, because I remember there being a big grip or that he was going to be in there till he was literally 69. And I was like, I don't know if that was just a meme th game that, that was that was going on. Because the oh, whole thing is, uh, before he started cooperating, it was like, okay, you're facing nine counts. And the minimum amount of time you will get is 47 years. And then as the story goes, when they presented him, hey, we take this to trial. And if we find you remotely guilty, you get 47 years in jail. And then so he was like, okay, well, Treyway, that way he started like he started letting them know what was going on. And um, so it looks like, yeah, by him, you know, doing all this snitching, uh, he might be motherfucking protected. Shouts out to uh, Hip Hop Diets who um, released this. And yeah, apparently, according to the newly unsealed plea deal, the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York has agreed not to prosecute the defendant for the crime set forth in counts one through nine, as well as additional crimes that the defendant has told the government about in exchange for Sits Nine's full cooperation. Um, so yeah, so he initially yeah, was facing 47 years behind jail, convicted on all charges, but because he's willing to testify, the rapper could be free as early as January of 2020. So if everything goes well, uh, Takashi might be back next year. And the question that I, I, I guess I would pose to you is if uh, Sits9 gets out January 2020, 
could he come back as a rapper or with all the snitching is he well is his career over you know what there's now in, in the streets of sorts they say that's against the culture right that's, yeah so, that's against the culture. So, so so there's doubt that fucking witness protection would be necessary for that but at the same time uh fucking rick ross has made it from lying about being a fucking correctional officer fucking jermaine dupree Touch some kids. Wait, what? <laughs> hey, little Baba, fucking he, little Baba was his Macaulay Culkin. So it's kind of like I mean, there were so many instances that where people have kind of bounced back from it. But him being the the quote unquote person of the streets, I couldn't see how that could be possible unless it's straight yeah. backing by the machine. I mean, I I couldn't see. So my thought process, because I think. So, like, uh, Rick Ross is a good example. It did come out that Rick Ross was the correction officer, even though, um, kind of the 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 if you know you know talk later on was that the corrections officers are normally the people committing the crimes, and like, okay, he became a CO because now you have direct connections with some of the criminals in the jails and there's a reason why he became a CO because it's kind of a there's a underworld if you will with that uh connection so on and so forth now i would say that there's definitely a scenario where sits nine can get out of jail and still be a public public figure if you will i don't think this generation lives by the same codes that previous generations live by and so i think sits nine could come out continue to put music out and still have a fan base I think the only thing, though, is I do agree with you that he would have to change his style of music because you won't be able to talk that tough talk that you was talking when we know clearly the second you got in trouble, you started pointing at niggas. Even shots out to uh, there was a meme recently. You saw that shit about the YMW Melly, that rapper that killed his two friends and uh, pretended it was a drive-by shooting or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, That story came out and there was a meme and it was like, uh, uh, Takashi was like Trey Way I ain't no snitch and it was like hey man you looking at 47 years and he snitched on Trey Way and he snitched on Melly hey man Melly killed his two friends too like Sits <laughs> 9 just started telling on everything man hey I know where Jay-Z lost them 96 bricks like them 96 bricks Takashi told all the business like oh man I know Drake's Ghost Rider I, I'll tell y'all everything Mm, I give y'all all, all the information. Ja Rule was behind Fry. I know they I know they blamed it on <laughs> Billy, but no, Ja Rule has something to do with that too. Like <laughs> since nine got to snitching, snitching. And um, I don't know. I, I, I promised Yo, I might get I might get killed for this, but I don't give two shits about Sits Nine snitching. Um, I mm-hmm. even recently this week was listening to Dummy Boy. That shit still goes motherfucking hard. What are you dumb to dumb 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 to dumb 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 with the drums? Or the, I was still I'm still rocking out to fucking Dummy Boy. Got that Fifi, got that wet wet and that kick it. That's still my shit. I'm sorry. I, I don't hate fucking that be fucking song. That's part of my hatred for Nicki Minaj. But uh, yeah, that's I, I despise her. But um, no, I'm sorry. I don't care that he's a snitch. I'm I'm not a gangster. Never yeah. claim to be. I'm not about that life. So I, I get the code. And so I get yeah. the people who are upset at him, but I'm a civilian. But you, so you know what? Snitch, and at, snitch the, all and day. The same, at the same time, too, whether being the civilian, even even amongst that, you got to think about it. How can you guarantee that they would have taken care of you? You know what I'm saying? Putting money in your commissary That's, or making sure your ass didn't get raped. Like, 
I think that's the biggest concern. If I was him, like, okay, I could cooperate and y'all can give me 43 years instead of 47. So that's one of the things that I think would be scary to be on that end. But right. So I feel like he's digging himself in the hole because he could still get fucked for this. And who is he? Mind you, he ain't black. You know what I'm saying? But he's, you know what I'm saying? And and even a light skinned Latino at that. But who the fuck's gonna give a fuck about him? you know down the line and i feel yeah. like for him coming out like this it only makes it bad i mean he really would need fucking witness protection but even then that that costs so much money wouldn't it just be easy to throw him to the wolves yo that's one of the things that is a little concerning is that it did come out recently that uh once it came out that he started snitching apparently um his mother and his girlfriend has had to be moved because uh it might be might be just the mother or whatever but uh it had to get moved because uh yeah they're threatening to kill her um so this is one of those situations where even if he gets out he's you still nigga you still ain't safe once you get out and then also we're talking witness protection you have 69 69 tattoos on you Nigga, I know you. It's just like when when Shaq tried to pose as an undercover cop. Like, nigga, it's you. It's you. I know you. You 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 can't hide that fucking. You can't hide hide that. that. People are dumb. You can't hide that. So six nine can go back to blonde hair, but no, you still got six nine tattoos. I. It's clearly you, six nine. That's clearly you. Even with laser removal, we knew how he looked like before. So like, you're gonna need some definite face off type of facial reconstruction. Yo, I want to say I recently saw something about his baby mama talking shit too, not getting them child supports and 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 whatnots. And well, I know the girlfriend came out and was talking shit about him on Instagram about. I forgot what it was, but the the girlfriend was talking shit on Instagram about him, and then the baby mama, it recently came out that before he got locked up, the baby moms was fucking shoddy from Treyway and a whole bunch of people, so like, that was 6 9 baby mama, and she was fucking everybody in the crew. Yeah. And then she came out, and she was like, uh, I may be a hoe, but I can get over being a hoe. You a rat, and you a rat for life. Whew. But now nah, you still a hoe, though. You still a hoe. <laughs> you still a hoe. Damn. I can just imagine, too. They must have passed her ass around fucking nice and proper. It's fucked up. Oh, my God. Yo, really quickly, because I'm, I'm pretty sure there won't be another um, chance to, to bring this up. And it's it's in one of my, uh, my, my little notes sections that I bought about Miss China, Miss Black China. Did you hear mm. about... What she had, uh, a, she had, it could have just been a headline thing, but I mean, you read into it and it's still bullshit. She apparently was throwing accusations that both Tigger and Rob Kardashian had tricked her into having their babies. Oh, that's funny. I didn't see that. And I wish I, I would have gotten more of an out loud reaction, but what thought comes to your mind, thought being implied, to think that fucking Tigger. Some, I mean, t- I mean, I'd say he's a nobody, but definitely one of the bastard children of, of Young Money. Uh, to think that him and both Rob Kardashian, the lowliest Kardashian and the lowest hanging fruit to be, you know, picked on, could have tricked her into having their babies. Like, I don't, know, what kind of, that's not. I don't know how you can trick. Well, I guess a, a trick. trick. I guess a trick can get tricked, but. I don't know. That's that's but, meta pimp right there. That's meta pimp. <laughs> that's meta. That's very meta. <laughs> but yeah, shouts out to what is this? Uh, hot new hip hop. Um, yeah, she said that she never asked for child support from Tyga or Rob. Um, but she loves talking shit about it though. Oh uh, no. 
And, um, and that's pretty much all, all this article does. She she goes on to mention that none of them have paid her anything, which I think is bullshit. I mean, if anything, she might not get extra money out the deal, but the kid definitely has to be fucking well provided for. And who knows? Maybe they, they can't, but you figure this being in such a public image, you figure that's the, your bottom line. That's your bottom base. Make sure this bitch is well stocked with diapers, formula, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> and some kind of Gerber edible food. I know the thing. The thing that's overall funny, just with all this, is you see she's with uh, Big Draco now. Her and Soldier Boy are apparently an item now. And then that makes me wonder too. Like, bitch, you you got with the biggest troll. You know what I'm saying in the game uh, outside of Fifth. You know what I'm saying. And where does that leave you? You know what I'm saying. Like, is she trying? To, does she think she's gonna get this 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 third nut and get this? Because you figure, you know, you you gonna need about three kids to cover all your bases. You know what I'm saying? Food, clothing, and shelter. So yeah. you got one for each. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. And I will say this uh, because you know we've been we've been doing this sh- uh, show for uh, many moons now, and there's been uh, tons of dedications in the hundreds, and uh, there's very few dedications that I regret. Um, She's one of them. <laughs> she was the dedication I used at a time when um, I thought it was pimpish the way she pimped Rob Kardashian. And it was finally like, hey, the Kardashians finally got their uh, upcomings or whatever. Uh, they finally got uh, their they finally got served, if you will. But then she turned out to then just kind of be coonerific with a bunch of the stuff that she was doing outside of that. And um, it. It again, it was Rob Kardashian. It wasn't the Kardashian heads. It was kind of like Kardashian light, if you will. <laughs> um, it wasn't Kim or the mom that got their, you know, due diligence, got got their stuff. So uh yeah, Black China unfortunately is one of the few dedications I I I kind of regret, even though that fake body is banging. Um, I do kind of <laughs> regret that uh dedication. So it is what yeah. it is. And it's something too. Like I kind of hate about the the look because I kind of she's like the prototype. You know, I I know that she ain't the one. You know saying, but she's definitely the prototype of like the like the little Kims and the the menages. Like just like this this just this fakeness that up with time and plastic surgery is going to turn into something obsolete and like I don't know. Yo, and it's funny, uh, you know, I fucks with Joe Button. That's my guy, and shouts out to him and his uh, uh, fiance, Sin Santana. Uh, recently, somebody said something fucked up. They uh, drug Sin Santana, and uh, they were talking about her fake body. And um, Sin had said something, and somebody was like, bitch, shut up, uh, acting like uh, your body wasn't shaped like a fridge before you got all that surgery. And I was like, ha, damn. <laughs> That's cold. Yeah. The that's fucking cool. no no regards in, but I think that's the I mean that's the world we live in, right? Yeah, fuck them kids, fuck them kids. Now uh, something else that uh, happened recently, and I wish that um, I wish I wasn't absent these past two weeks because I could have got more in detail onto my opinions on this, and now it's going to sound like I'm bandwagon jumping, jumping. But uh, Jesse. Smollett, or however you pronounce his last name, from uh, Empire fame. Um, Looking like a broke man's Miguel. I'm kidding. Yo, he does. You are correct. I didn't. I never even noticed that. You just said that. Um, like when I was looking, because on, on my main screen, uh, on our Google Hangouts, I got you, because so, I'm talking to you. And then the smaller screen, I got the little, you know, the, the third wheel one. And I'm just looking at his picture. I'm like, is that Prince? 
Is that Miguel? Oh no, that's the guy from Empire. Oh, that's Empire. That's Empire guy. Now, um, so it came out a couple weeks ago um, that uh, a hate crime happened, and he got attacked by some MAGA wearing hat uh, white boys who beat him up. Wait, did they ever uh, say that they were white, or just that they were MAGA 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 hat wearing? I could be incorrect, and we I got the timeline, so we'll go through the timeline in a second. Okay, because I want to say but, that's that's exact. That's all they had to say. Maga hats, so our minds they picture said white. white. Yeah, and that's that's a possibility. So we say all that to say that recently, more so recently in the past couple of days, uh, there's been a lot of questions on if this actually happened or if this was staged. Now, I am someone who I will say that I was also someone when this first came out. I thought it was a little little Sus. shaky. It was a little suspect. Look Jesse him, came out of a subway at 2 a.m. in the morning in Chicago. Got in Chicago, got beat up by some MAGA hat wearing people that just so happened to be walking in the dead of winter with a noose oh, and bottles of bleach, and then they poured it on him, and then he called the cops, and then the or he called Lee Daniels or something like that first, and then he called the cops, and then the cops so came. Why the fuck would to, you call the director? Yeah. Exactly. And then he called the cops and then the cops showed up like an hour or two later and he still had the noose around his neck because I guess he decided to keep the noose on his neck for like a couple hours. And then they went to the house and at the house they found the subway wrapper, which proved that he had been at subway. But I'm confused because they put a noose around your neck and you got beat up. But then you still have the wherewithal to keep that Subway sandwich in your hand and take it home with you to make sure the wrapper. It was just a lot of stuff that just well, it seems weird. It just seems weird. So um, quick timeline of the events. Shouts out to who is this? They, ABC couldn't, they couldn't pinpoint the attack. They pinpointed that he was there because there's no doubt he got his Subway. Even he got his Subway. <laughs> He, he got the subway, but there was no evidence other than again the the, the news that he kept on his throat like a fucking Kanye West fucking uh, fashion line item accessory. Yes. Now, and this is the timeline from ABC News. So January 22nd, uh, Jesse reports that the police received a threatening letter sent to Fox Studio where Empire's film containing threatening language and laced with powder substance that was later turned out to be crushed up Tylenol. Then exactly a week later on the 29th at 2 a.m. near his apartment in Chicago, two mass assailants poured an unknown chemical substance on him, possibly bleach, wrapped a rope around his neck, um, and he said that they yelled MAGA country and make, or yeah, they yelled MAGA country. So maybe, yeah, they didn't say it was white. They said MAGA and we, uh, we Jedi mind tricked ourselves into white. And uh, January downtown Chicago, bro. It's so fucking diverse. It's most certainly not fucking MAGA and you would stick out like a fucking sore thumb in that bitch. I would imagine. Cause literally imagine. every fucking shade. Uh, so then January 30th, Chicago police announced in a tweet that they were seeking two persons of interest who were captured on surveillance video near the scene and around the time of the alleged attack. Uh, on the 31st, his family released an emotional statement describing the alleged attack as a hate crime. In the early hours of Tuesday morning, our beloved son and brother Jesse was the victim of a violent and unprovoked attack. Uh, we want to be clear, this is a racial and homophobic hate crime. The family wrote, um, yeah. 
uh, February 1st, he released a new statement thanking his fans and reiterating that his account of the alleged attack was consistent. I'm working with authorities that have been 100% factual and consistent on every level. Um, now, this is when it started getting weird for me. So February 2nd, he makes his first appearance on stage after the attack, and um, he performed at the Troubadour or whatever in West Hollywood, and he got up there with cue cards. And he read a statement from cue cards live on stage. This is also when he had said that he was the new Tupac or the gay Tupac. I think that was the, what? the next. Yeah, he said that he was the gay Tupac. I meant um, the gay Tupac. He lived in, he lived in Phoenix. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I remember it was, so, it was the first time I ever had a sleepover at a black friend's house and we ate dinner at midnight. It was the gay Tupac. Yeah, well, his older brother, not, not my friend. Oh, there we go. There we go. Uh, and so, yeah, so that it started getting weird at that point. And then February 4th, uh, they released the initial incident report about the alleged attack. The report reveals that he was reluctant to report the attack. And then when police arrived at his home to interview him, he was still wearing the rope around his neck. <laughs> uh, it states that a 60-year-old friend of him has called the police on his behalf and said the actor did not want to report a f uh, report offense. However, he believed it to be in the best entrance to um, he told that the two attackers gained his attention by yelling racial homophobic slurs before they began to beat him about the face in their hands. Uh, the aggressor was wearing a black mask and filling, uh, concealing any facial features, and both offenders were dressed in black. The victim does not remember any other features or which direction that they fled. Um, February 13th, uh, Chicago police had been tracking the two persons in and were aware of who they were for a while. Um, and they claimed they were from Nigeria and had moved in. The pair was detained at the airport, placed under arrest, and taken there for questioning. Then on Valentine's Day, uh, Jesse did an interview with Good Morning America's anchor, Robin Roberts, and he said he was heartbroken, and he found out that people questioned the details of his story. He defended himself against skeptics, um, and he mentioned at the assailant jail, MAGA country Adam. He also complained about erroneous reports. He had told police that attackers were actually wearing red MAGA hats, so he claims that he didn't say that. Um. Yeah, yeah and there's he, been yeah, a lot of gone on record to say that everything has been thrown out has been factual and true. So it's like, well, where? Yeah, and then, and then the other thing, just like when this first happened, when his co-host came out, like Tahiri P. Henson came out on Instagram and was like, "Oh my God, this is a tragedy. What's happened to Jesse? Make sure you download his new sig the single and." let these people know that we won't put up with racism and it just i don't know it seems weird and it, it's felt that way from super day orchestrated. one super orchestrated it seemed and that way especially like just the details when it first came out when you give too many details it gets questionable um just like uh the r kelly thing and with the oh the new r kelly rape tape and oh would you look at that they were yelling 14 year old pussy on it it's like that's very distinct that's like that's very off. yeah that's very nose. just like i don't know i don't know well again even from the initial get-go and i forget what was going on in the news beforehand about empire and its filming and again the substances that were mailed out to them and i wonder because it, it seems so obvious that it, it's the first person he called lee daniels who i forget if he's the director or the producer of the show um, i can understand him reaching both, but yeah I can understand him reaching out to him saying, look, this just happened. I don't want to give any kind of bad buzz or publicity. You know, what should we do? I can understand that. 
you know, because you got to check in with the heads. Because again, you're not you're part of a you're part of something. Yeah. But again, that's yeah. but again, that's very fucking suspect. So it just it definitely just seems more and more and more. Okay, this is a publicity thing because then there was a this also happened to be when it's it got its most coldest in I don't know how many fucking years, like what record breaking. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, whatever the fuck um, temperatures, you know, being at all time low. So then I'm wondering. So then they then there's a big word about the production stopping not because of the incidents but because of you know how cold it is and the fact that they shoot it on location in chicago so there was all this stuff that just made it seem like yo this is so this seems so orchestrated so by the books and so obvious you know what i'm saying yeah mind you you hear the maga hats and you believe it not only do you automatically assume that it's white people you would have never assumed two nigerians and (laughs) unless it's the nigerian prince then you know always think that he's up to something I mean, but he's but he's he's doing his shit via email. I don't think he's ever had to get his hands dirty. <laughs> Who knows though? There's so many people are expendable out there, so it makes sense. <laughs> it's now, so fucking asinine. The part that uh, was unfortunate for me as African American, one of the things that I I got upset about, and it's I don't know why I try to get away from the social media outrage, and that's why I've tried not to react immediately when certain things come out because people are going to play with your emotions. Um, that's unfortunately just kind of the world that we live in. And one of the things that I, 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 I didn't agree with was when the story first came out and when people first started saying, Hey, you know what? Some of this stuff looks shaky. Looks, uh, you know, kind of, uh, uh, the concern that I had was then immediately there was people within the black community on social media that was like, oh, oh, you you guys believe, you know, uh, black people are treated indifferently until it's a gay black person. All of a sudden, oh, you guys don't mm-hmm. believe gay black people. It's like, slow down, slow down. No, we're not saying that. We're just saying that, hey, this story looks a little suspect. That's all we're saying. Um, it's one of those things, too, where the unfortunate part about this is um, – this is adding fuel to the fire. So let's say it comes out that Jesse did make this up. And let's say that this was orchestrated and this was some type of publicity stunt that got out of hand, et cetera, et cetera. Who knows? The unfortunate part about this is then this is then going to be ammo for Trump and for uh, Fox and all the white supremacists to be like, see, racism doesn't exist. They make this stuff up. This is just ammo. Like just the climate that we live in. This is a bad time. So on and so forth. And then the other thing I saw that uh, people were like, oh, my God, you guys don't believe Jesse, but you guys believe the police. No, the Chicago (laughs) police is just as fucked up. We didn't say that. We're just saying. This sounds a little weird. That's all we're saying. We're not saying, hey, man, I rock with the police, man. Blue lives matter. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying this story looks suspect. It's fuck the police still, but it's also this looks a little suspect. Right. And and just how when there would be riots and then you see, you know what I'm saying, those unfortunate, you know what I'm saying, the the, the back the blacks that got a little bit too excited and started rioting and picketing, like, oh no, don't do that because you you fucking up the momentum. You, you know what I'm saying? You're you're, yeah. you're you know, you're taking making us take a, a step back. And so it's it's with those things that kinda Again, maybe it, it's it's meant to kind of give that little endless loop, so that way no one ever has too strong of a footing. Because we're gonna we're gonna definitely disregard uh, fucked up, senseless, uh, racist attacks and and murders. Because again, there's a monkey monkey wrench fucking thrown into the mix that you know make us fucking rethink things or or not take it. You know what I'm saying? Take it to its full extremity. Because again, we have some motherfuckers trying to force the hand, if you will. 
And so sometimes, sometimes you got to do that. And, you know, unfortunately, it is kind of for the, uh, what's it, for the greater good. But when you see shit like this, man, I, I don't know. I don't know how that, how there's a win in that. Yeah. And so it's just a hot mess. So hopefully, I mean, at the end of the day, and it's funny because I started seeing some people today kind of start changing their tune. But it's one of those things where if, if this did actually happen, I hope the people who did this are brought to justice. I know the Nigerian brothers who also happen to be extras at some point on the Empire show, um, okay. they've been released and they're saying that they're not guilty, so on and so forth. Um, and so if this did happen, I hope there's justice, so on and so forth. But also, if this didn't happen and he made this up, Jesse, you just, bro, you just made it even worse for fucking black people at a time that it's already bad enough. This has been a horrible Black History Month. For non-African Americans who have not been keeping up, this has been one of the worst Black History Months ever it's just it's been one thing after another fucking esquire came out with a uh with an article about how difficult it is to be a white man during black history month you got this jussie stuff happening you got uh gucci with a blackface stuff which is coming up um it's just it's been a rough time for black people and it never fails for us african-americans we pay attention the racism always ramp always ramps up in february it always ramps up in February. <laughs> this is how there's always fucking riots at the MLK fucking parades. Like, and that was always the thing when I was little. I wanted to go so I could fucking see the fucking the riots and the fights. Because, you know, some shit was about to pop up. And it's fucked up. And mind you, Arizona especially, we took the longest to fucking recognize MLK Day. Or MLK Day. <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We were the last. fucking holiday. We were the last, and I always say my famous story. I remember as a child, the kids on the South Side got Martin Luther King Day off, and we had to go to school on Columbus Day. And the kids up north got Columbus Day off, and they they uh, or no they yeah they got Columbus Day off, but then they went to school on Martin Luther King Day. So that shows how segregated the state that we live in was when I was a kid, and I'm in my thirties. Fucking yeah, message. Yo, uh, before before we switch things up, I did want to mention, and just in the realm of publicity stunts, there was somebody, um, and it's in the the show notes. They go by the name uh, Furry. Uh, it's always going to be something sus when you see something fucking furry something. Uh, YouTube person they called Furry Potatoes, and uh, it's person looks like a man talks like a man it's a female i can't tell if they're trans or whatever um but furry potatoes uh i guess was like at a synagogue and they got, she got shot at i don't know if you heard about this but no. she apparently she's an up and coming kind of channel even though she's like in her late 40s um but she does like a lot of quote-unquote political activist stuff which really just kind of not so much pranks but like motherfuckers really walking that line and again when you get shot at and then you, you're gonna get in the news like it's just again it's a way to kind of to create attention again r kelly doing some dastardly deeds fucking music went up <laughs> like over hundreds of percentile ranges you know what I'm saying? because curiosity curiosity is definitely a big look and even the story about you're about to get in you bring up all these racial shits and it being such a was fucked up all the fucking rappers that had the prints and their fucking cars and the walls of their house mm. and to see shit like this like i hope this is a slap to the slap in the face to the culture that fucking puts money in these motherfuckers pockets yes and Ooh, shouts out to uh casanova who was recently on uh the breakfast club and he talked about how uh he was on the red carpet somewhere and uh he was rocking gucci and 
and um, they came over to interview him, and they killed him. He was like, "Oh man, you rocking Gucci, man? We off that Gucci shit." And he was like, "Wait, what happened?" And he was like, "I," he was like, "Nigga, I've been in Nigeria. Like, I didn't even know something was going on." And he was like, "Damn," he was like, "I just bought like five Gucci suits. I guess I got to put them in the closet for like three months and wait till this shit like dies down." <laughs> <It> blows over. <laughs> but uh, yeah, shouts out to, or actually not shouts out. Fuck Gucci. Um, I'm I'm too poor to buy Gucci, so I, I guess I've always been boycotting them. But uh, yeah, Gucci no, recently afford the knockoff. Yeah, I can't I can't afford none of that shit. Uh, Gucci recently got in some trouble because of this little sweater thingy that they came out with that looks like blackface. Now, for the people who don't understand, and they're like, oh, it's just a a, a black sweater that goes over the mouth with red lips. So that's kind of the fit the blackface figure is the super dark tar color skin with the super dark red lips like that's that's a thing that has been around in since the beginning of time but um yeah gucci got in some trouble they came out with this or whatever and they recently said that they're going to step up diversity hiring after blackface controversy um always say too low too late like if you got to wait until your company does some fuck shit before you start hiring some black people it kind of already shows what the issue is yeah uh I've and always they sold out, bro. They sold before all the show. We're gonna pull it down. They waited till that bitch sold out because it sold out get, instantly. Racism they get, is a fucking. <laughs> they gonna get their guap. I remember during the R. Kelly thing when everyone started boycotting R. Kelly and everyone was like, uh, like Lady Gaga came out and was like, "Oh my God, that song me and R. Kelly did together. I'm pulling it from streaming sites. That mm-hmm. song will not be on any streaming sites." And then Omarion, who was someone who R. Kelly wrote a whole bunch of songs for, Omario came out and was like, man, yeah, he's like, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to ban R. Kelly too um, after this tour is over. After I'm done performing all these songs that he wrote for me, and after I get all this money, then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going I'm to boycott him afterwards. It was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and make sure this shit sell out first, and then I'm going to go ahead and boycott. So you get people who do you know, that. You know who was the last one that, to, to jump into the boycott bandwagon for R. Kelly, right? The last people? Cool. record labels they figure out we're gonna make all this money with all this buzz give it exactly two weeks because that's generally how long it takes for something to fizzle whether it be a movie in the theaters or an album that's out all right all right he, he's taking off the label that don't mean they're not going to collect royalties that don't mean that they're not going to still keep selling this shit so people say so much shit to save face and this yeah. clear as day is some fucking blackface and they could have put it on a more whiter of a woman than uh than that yeah. shit right there yo miss katie perry she recently had some kind of you know, the, the show the notes is in there she had some shoes that i think it might i don't know if it was a gucci imprint or not but she had shoes where you had a white pair of slippers and a black pair of slippers and wouldn't you fucking know the black pair of slippers have the fucking biggest reddest of lips and I don't know if you can own that. Uh, And again, (laughs) but at the same time, blackface is blackface. And man, so many people have been coming out the woodworks with, with doing shit like that. Um, I don't know. Are we going to have any, what the fucks later on in the show? Uh, No, but I still got one other thing with the Gucci thing before we uh, move on from Gucci. Okay. Uh, Because the whole Gucci controversy then reignited the, T.I. Floyd Mayweather beef 
as uh, Floyd was caught by TMZ in front of a Gucci store saying, hey, man, I don't hop on fads. I'm going to still rock Gucci. I don't follow what other people do. I'm my own man. I'm going to do me. To which uh, T.I., who never got over the fact that Floyd fucked Tiny uh, while they were together, um, came out with a song called Fuck Nigga, where uh, he posted this picture on the cover where it was Floyd Mayweather with the Gucci imprint on him. And, uh, yeah, he released this uh, this uh, record. Now, the thing that was interesting was, I think it's here, yes. So, all that happened, and then in a shocking turn of events that I didn't think would happen, Floyd Mayweather, who can't read or write too well from what I remember, uh, somehow had someone type together a very eloquent response to T.I. So, T.I. dropped a disc record, and Floyd Mayweather went to Instagram to say in light of the most current boycott and digital outrage i wanted to take the time to address a couple issues that i myself have trouble wrapping my mind around for instance why would we as a people agree to temporary boycott uh to a temporary boycott of gucci for merely three months if what was done caused so much strife why wouldn't we agree to permanent boycott of gucci as well as all other merchandise that fall under the correct ownership such as ysl uh Basialaga, alexander mcqueen and more i'll tell you why it's because in this day celebrities and felling artists pick and choose the hottest trending topic as a means of seeking attention and using fake advocacy as their platform when their talent no longer benefits them it's common knowledge that these luxury brands aren't being purchased on a large scale by the black communities that you portray you're advocating for yet use the emotions of our people that are already suffering with countless issues within their own home front that you can be uh, conveniently pay no regard or respect to the same celebrities stirring the pot over the brands they that they without doubt will continually buy are the same artists they inject rap lyrics feud with fueled with drugs murder and sexual promiscuity into the very black communities you pretend to care so much about um he then goes on to say these are celebrity these same celebrities are proud deadbeat fathers and unfaithful husbands <laughs> sounds like a shot to ti uh using their platforms to rally the troops behind luxury brands yet have been the prime contributors of influencing the structure of our people by way of their musical content and imagery should we boycott their music and record labels as well or do we learn to communicate and bring solutions to the problems we are facing as a whole as a retired wealthy and successful man that has promoted a drug and alcohol free lifestyle yes i am a connoisseur of fine quality and top of the line brands however unlike many of these new money celebs i never forget where i come from <laughs> decades before dapper dan became a designer for gucci i supported his work and creativity consistently and never stopped um not too many of you can say that most of you took your money into the same high-end boutiques and didn't think twice about leaving our brother and legendary designer behind until gucci put their stamp on them and that's where your hypocritical outrage should be Ooh. Holy hot damn. Um, I don't know how much he paid for that article, but... Oh, man, he that, paid if, somebody to write that. <laughs> but if that shit wasn't poignant, then I don't know the definition. So, um, I, hate, I hate to say it, but in uh, round one of T.I. versus uh, Floyd, I think Floyd got that first round. Well, uh, he kind of got that two. one off. Well, I, I guess because so, he fought with the picture, he countered back as he normally does. And he did that shit with finesse, and I'm not. I'm not a fan. So I'm. I'm just saying, if he threw a beat behind that shit, that shit would have charted. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Yo, but there were so many zingers in there. I'm. I'm kind of curious as to if that was replied to or not, or or how that goes to show, or what maybe the comment section would have been. I'm pretty sure a lot of it was like, "Motherfucker, you didn't write this." But regardless, that was an eloquent point. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it, it is that now what just most people do. I mean, it's all it's all a man and a fucking bandwagon chasers. And I almost kind of like the fact that he was so ignorant to what was going on about it. At the same time, how many times have, have other stores done this shit, whether it be Nordstrom's or whether it be, and again, they're all owned by fucking the same upper chain. So like, I mean, really, we wouldn't be buying none of this shit. We'd be fucking on our fucking Kanye West fashion line of wearing fucking potato sacks is what we should do. But that ain't gonna make it so. That is one of the things I can't remember if he said it, Casanova said it, somebody said it, which part of that is true. And I've kind of said it too. Um, Cause yeah, we can boycott a bunch of these different places and all that as African-Americans. Hey, look, that guy's racist, wherever, so on and so forth. But if we really sit down and break it down as African-Americans, we would probably have to stop working with any white owned business because all of them the great majority of them are racist in some sense. Um, I got a homeboy, uh, a homeboy that I work with that fucks with me all the time because he's a big NFL watcher. He gets all the stuff that's going on, but he's a big NFL guy. And he's like, you talk all that pro black shit with the NFL and all that. But he was like, yo, black ass still watch the WWE and they're just as fucking racist. Mm. And I say, touche. <laughs> you are correct. I got a fucking WWE shirt on right now. Touche. You're correct. Vince McMahon is a proud Trump supporter. And Vince McMahon has done some very racial stuff over the years, even recently with trying to bring Hulk Hogan back, even after the whole yeah. nigger tape stuff. Yeah. Um, yes, you are correct. I, I still watch the WWE and it's still owned by a racist organization. It still portrays a lot of racial stereotypes, even though it's better now than it used to be, but still the powers that be, you know, it's, it's, it's it's just, it's a sign of the times. If, if it wasn't such an outrage over racial stereotypes, Vince would still do it. He, yeah, that's, that's how he gets down. And um, so, yeah, touche. I agree. Cause unfortunately I can't boycott everything. Just like Killer Mike in his first episode of Trigger Warning, when he was like, hey, man, I'm going to live for three days off the grid and only, you know, deal with, you know, black-owned stuff. And he found himself sleeping in a park hungry because even if he went to a black supermarket, it was white farmers that was getting the stuff there. And so he was like, holy shit, like he couldn't drive no cars because no cars are made by black people. It, he, he learned a lot, like, wow, like, damn, if I'm if I'm doing only black stuff, yeah, my, my quality of living has just dropped because white people have cornered the market everywhere. And that's the reason why white people are a wealthy race and uh, black people are, I don't know, still trying to figure it out. See, so in, in that case, then what could you do? How, where, where could you possibly go to try to stop that? I mean, other than, again, try to... Um, create those businesses like i was mentioning earlier uh shout out to the latino from brooklyn she was going in about um you know the majority of purchasers and owners being white literally three percent three percent they bunched up black and latinos own so much in the states that again are yeah. it's legal in a majority of the fucking states at least medicinally so again the fact that only three percent colored people yeah you know have a clutch on it like that just that goes to show how much more opportunity there is yeah. but also how how controlled the market is one of the things that he brought up that was an interesting hot take and then he had to preface it by saying i'm not saying that we need to go back he did bring up that the black dollar had a whole lot more value in it before segregation what yes and break that down for me i'm, I'm not yeah the black i, I dollar. 
it, it, it was kind of hard to wrap my brain around it until he kind of went into it. And I was like, you know what? When you put it like that, yeah, you are kind of, you are kind of correct. So essentially during, um, during segregation, when black and white people were separate, white people were over here, black people were over here. Black people had to go to black owned businesses. Cause they weren't allowed to fucking shop at the whites. They at least go to the, the front white, door for damn sure. They couldn't, they couldn't go to the white areas, but the white people could also come to the black areas. So black people kept all their money within their community. And they also got dollars from other communities that came in with us mm-hmm. where we're at today with the desegregation. Um, it's something like the, I think the black dollar stays in the black community for something like four hours within four hours, black people. I, I, you can use me as an example. I'm African-American. I get paid. I go out, I buy new mood, white owned company. So I just made some black dollars. I just gave it with white people. I get some allergy medicine. Hey, I just gave some money to white people. I buy orange. I just gave my money to white people. I buy this sets it down book. Just gave money to white people. So as soon as my black ass gets some money, it goes over to the white people. Yeah. But white people aren't buying black products. So their money stays within their community. Our money funnels out so then that's the reason why you have the jewish community who they set up these little jewish areas and they keep all their money within them same thing with asians they keep their money within them i would even say mexicans you know you have a lot of mexicans that they only shop at mexican restaurants or they go to the local yeah i remember i dated a a mexican chick for a while and anytime it was time for her to go grocery shopping or do something she went to the mexican areas and so you have a lot of communities that do that and black people have been brainwashed because every time we do it, people are like, oh, man, you guys are racist. It's always racist with y'all. Look at y'all. <laughs> but then everyone does it. But then when we do it, we're being racist when we do it. So it's just it's unfortunately just the world that we live in. Yeah. And so, as, much, uh, as much as I want to get my, my local economy some some dollars, I ain't going to lie. I'll drive three to five miles out to the fucking local Walmart because I know I can get shit cheaper along with some other shit that I'm going to need eventually too cheaper. And I can do it all in one spot. And yeah. we do really talk with our money, you know what I'm saying? And if anything, when it comes to investments, I've, I've been I've been I've been paying off the Japanese with my Nintendo systems, you know what I'm saying, for the longest <laughs> time. So I mean, hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying to the victor. I know the I'm Japanese is cornered the market with me when it comes to video games and cars. And so um yeah, it is what it is. So I don't know. It's an unfortunate game that we play, and uh, I don't know. Maybe one day we'll figure it out. But as of right now, like, and I'm always the person who I, you know, I do talk a lot of stuff about this is wrong with this and this is wrong with that. If I have an opinion on a way to fix it, I'll let people know. Some things I don't know how to fix. Like I know that as African American, we need to boost our African American economy. We need to kind of figure that out. But also, I don't know how to fully do it when we don't have the infrastructure to build cell phone towers and build black communities. And like, it's kind of difficult. And then also, going back in time, there was a time when there was a thing called Black Wall Street, where right. Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma, was making uh, was making guap. It was just California. Like, no, it was I mean, in, uh, it must have been spread out. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Oh, no, no. You're thinking about uh, the game, Black Wall Street. That's what you're thinking about with California. <laughs> I still was. I still was. <laughs> you, you, talk, you talk about that West Coast shit. Um, <laughs> no, so the original Black Wall Street in the, I can't remember, I think it was the 20s or something like that. It was in the early 1900s. Um, but yeah, they had their own infrastructure. They had their own Wall Street and it was popping and so on and so forth. And white people got upset. And the first history of, 
bombs being dropped from a plane on American soil. White people bombed the shit out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Holy wiped fuck. out all the fucking black people and all the infrastructure and killed our Wall Street. And that is one of the things why, and that's kind of the joke, and we talked about that. Uh, I can't remember if that was the Nets episode coming out or whatnot, but we kind of talked about that where the second uh black people start talking that power shit and start doing this and doing that oh they're gonna kill your ass like oh 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 y'all talking about building your own economy nah get them out nope nope <laughs> again malcolm x malcolm x was like hey segregation you know kill whitey we don't like whitey stay away from whitey and then he was like you know what we need to come together and we can better each other. boom Got him out of there. <laughs> That's what they do. Yo, so, so speaking of white folks uh, dropping bombs in Oklahoma, who was uh, Ted Kowalski? Wasn't he the, the Unabomber? Was that in Oklahoma? I think so. I yeah, think that he, was the Unabomber. Yeah, he, he's he's chilling with El Chapo now, but yeah. Oh, they real. They real. Yeah. But uh, no, I only got one more article. Mm. Okay. I mean, well, we're talking about the fucking the presence of fucking money. And you know well, where all the money goes to, and again, being the day and age that we live in now, you can. I mean, I don't like doing it because I don't like waiting for shit. But I'm pretty sure if I had Amazon Prime account, maybe it wouldn't bother me so much. But Amazon's killing it from both trying to beat out local retailers like Walmart. That's who they're competing with. Walmart's within a five a mile perimeter of mostly any home. That's that's yeah. their goal. You can do that. You corner any fucking market that's even closer within. Again, I just testified. So, you, But now you're talking about a company that can ship something within two days. Us who live in Arizona sometimes can get same-day service, which is fucking astronomical and, and, and thinking about there's no lose for them. And as far as I don't know how much marketing dollars go, regardless, Internet is one of the most ease-of-use items because it's, it's become a, a necessity. So yeah. there's no doubt that, they fucking, that they're milking shit and they're crushing shit. Even if they lose money to get into a certain lane, they then become the fucking lane and everyone else gets shit on. And they get a, yeah. it takes money to make money and they have enough dispendable cash to fucking do so. The fucking CEO, the richest man on earth, got divorced, made his his ex bitch the most richest bitch in the world. I mean, yeah. And he and he's still balling out of control. <laughs> and I guess you can say we learned recently why Amazon is so profitable as um, a story just came out how Amazon recently made $11.2 billion in profit. And as a result, they have to pay zero dollars in federal taxes. Now that almost doesn't sound fair. And again, I don't think I don't know if people just caught that. They make how much? How many millions? Uh, no, no, eleven point two billion. Ooh. And as a result, they profits. pay zero in profits. That's so as a result, they pay zero dollars in federal taxes. Popo, you and me as broke ass minorities pay more in federal taxes than this conglomerate that is taken over the entire world by storm. We have contributed to America and the police and fire departments and public schools and road maintenance and any other thing that you could think of. We have helped America more than Amazon. Yo. I'm not good at mathematics and arithmetic, but I'm pretty fucking sure we make point zero 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 one percent of what those motherfuckers make. And yet, it may be less than that because I'm not a mathematician. It might even be worse than that. <laughs> it would be. There's a whole lot more zeros before that one. And yet we pay. Wait, yo, have you done your taxes already? <sighs> Oh yeah, I've been got yeah yeah we shit this uh, what is it January as soon as them taxes come in we they foul especially <laughs> the uh, 
they had the government shut down and it was like the very day they announced that they reopened the government we sent that shit in like <laughs> get my money real quick before y'all shut it down again like get that all right i'm, I'm not gonna ask numbers now. but did you get it back already yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm fucking we the, the state came through. I'm waiting on that federal baby. But yo, one thing that I don't know if you got it at the same time or not, but one of the things when I was doing it and I cuz it's the first time ever filing jointly. Do you guys file joint? Oh yeah, 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 we filed okay. together. This is the first time happening. Now usually, you know what I'm saying? I'm used to getting I'm used to I thank God cuz I have fucking give so goddamn much so I mean, I don't know if I could thank him or not. I guess I could because I got the job, right? But always you know just getting just a sliver now mind you i've been filing uh for us you know since since uh since i met the wife even before so but never you know getting joint and it's always it's always seemed better like at least upon coming together i'm thinking i'm thinking we're gonna fucking mana is gonna fall from the fucking sky because i figure i give so much now i'm combining you know what i'm saying got three kids on the but i'm thinking yo the, the lord is surely i mean the you know guap is just gonna thrizzle it's gonna be a rainy day as it has been these past couple of days and it wasn't like expected and i wondered yeah. to myself like was this not the one fucking thing mind you i literally had nine different jobs in, in the year 2018 so <laughs> so it is my fucking fault for there being a gap in income coming in but i literally had nine different fucking w2s i'd entered in this bitch it's ridiculous it was a hard year <laughs> so, <laughs> and yet i never missed the episode baby uh oh, so i laughed so much to. that uh, again the one benefit that i thought people had for coming together that it was going to yeah. create this fucking this land of milk and honey and mind you I, i'm not mad and i'm glad someone's i'm going to knock out some debt with this bitch for sure but at the same time I'm thinking to myself what the fuck's the hype then where where's the disconnect that we give so much where the fuck is this calculation going you know what i'm saying we now, pay our taxes the, we have our health insurance yeah one of the things that did come out recently which i thought was funny was they were talking about how uh there were a bunch of people who did notice i forgot what the percentage was but um their the amount of money they got back was lower than normal and it's because of the new tats rules with fucking trump how it's structured yeah you got to be rich to be getting a lot of money back like they're taking everything and that's that's one of the things that's one of the arguments always with voting democrat versus republican when the democrats are in office they're going to tax the rich at a higher rate and they're going to try to do the cutbacks more on the poor so when you get those tax returns you get more money back the republicans get in office they're going to tax the poor and they're going to let the rich keep more of their money um it came out recently i think cardi b pays something like 40 percent of her money goes to taxes which shows how much money that she's making that half of her money goes you know to taxes so on and so forth um but yeah it's one of those things um that yeah us us poor people because the what is it middle class now is considered six figures you're it, you guys are making six figures that's the middle class oh how so we're I mean, all poverty yeah we're poverty <laughs> we are we're close to the poverty line like it yeah it's it, it's real out here in these streets that's two incomes baby mm -mm. yeah that's, that's two incomes and it's like barely knocking on that door so um so yeah so it's crazy but yeah talking about amazon it said that uh apparently yeah amazon which is now valued at 800 billion dollars uh pays zero dollars in federal tax and that's due to the um it's a tax break that comes even though amazon almost doubled its u.s profits from 5.6 billion to 11.2 billion between 2017 and 2018 
um apparently they oh so the kicker is that in 2018 they actually got a 129 million dollar rebate which means that the tax rate yeah. amazon is at is at negative one percent so they actually they get money get money they, oh my god they make so much money <laughs> that the government owes the money yeah and uh, apparently this is part of what, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders is talking about with, uh, you know, the federal income tax and all this craziness. Um, and I'm trying to figure out because it is a I can't remember the tax name of it. Uh, but, yeah, apparently. Yeah. So anyway, they made a whole bunch of guap. And uh, because they're rich, they don't have to pay any money in taxes. And that's just again, that's what's wrong with America is that. We're trying to keep America together off of the backs of the poor while giving all these tax breaks to the rich because it's that trickle-down economy. Oh, well, if you let all the rich people just keep all their money, they'll do more for society. No, they don't always do that. A lot of times they just hoard the money. And I've always argued if there's a minimum wage, there needs to be a maximum wage because, again— there's not infinite money. It's a finite amount of money. So if oh, the you rich sound like keep... a communist, verse. watch, watch yourself now. Communist. Oh my God. Oh my God. He's talking all that socialism. Oh, you damn commie. If if there's a finite amount of money, there's only so the pie is only so big. If the rich keeps getting richer, there's less money for the poor. And what happens when there's less money for the poor? Crime goes up. There's a lot of different things that happen when, again, you we we look at the rappers and, oh, why do these rappers sell drugs and all that? Because there ain't no damn money in their community. And instead of not eating, no, I'm going to flip this brick. I'm going to get this guap. I, I had times in my past when I made not enough money to make bills and eat. I still find a way to eat. You know, niggas is going to do what we got to do to survive. It's human nature. So, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's no, a hot mess. So, how can, because listen, we, we've talked about, and there's been even analysts that talk about with this, there's going to be a bottom out, right? Eventually, one day. It, it's supposed to be, yeah. I mean, you, you'd figure with this being a triple trickle down sort of economy. But I'm wondering, two, one of two things. We hope that it would just bottom out, but that would just mean that we're going to get fucking flushed out and they're going to have to refigure shit out. At the same time, how long do we have to fucking work for that shit to continue? And will we ever fucking see our retirement and our, and our uh, uh, not the 401s, but the Medicare and Social Security and all Social that. Social Security, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, we may not be able to see this. That's been word. That's been a worry. Yeah. So to build into this that we're never going to see and then pretty much eventually never ever get to stop could that also be a, a way of them figuring out again with arithmetic uh, a way to keep the the lower class the bottom of the barrel structured as concrete as possible so again keeping people in this service like mentality and economy that again we're forced to stay where we are it's going to take those free souls that say, I want to do something different. I want to go against the mold and maybe they get to, you know, live a life of love, rich and fame, or maybe go away into obscurity. Like it has to go one of one of those ways. And I don't see the top ever losing from it. Cause even a pyramid is going to be on top of some other shit. Yeah. And I, and I always argue, cause like America, America's great. I talk a lot of shit about America, but you know, it, it it's a good country. You know, we even it are be poor, a lot worse. It could always be a lot worse. And even our poor, um, the poor well in America is doing better than the poor in third world countries, so on and so forth. But I always say just because we're doing good, 
doesn't mean that this shit can't get worse. Right. And then if if yeah, I'm a connoisseur of history, I love reading history. A lot of my books I have is history. I like reading up about history. If it's one thing history has taught us is every empire crashes at some point. And that's always been my fear with America is that that is what's going to crash America is that the, what's going to be the downfall of us is our economy is eventually going to crash because the separation of the wealthy versus the poor is going to get so drastic at some point that there's going to be a bubble and there's going to be a crisis. Uh, Casanova. Again, it was just on the Breakfast Club recently. He was talking about going to Nigeria, and he was talking about how weird it is in Nigeria because there is no such thing as a middle class in Nigeria. Either you're wealthy or you're dirt poor. There's no in-between. And that's unfortunately what's happening in America is the middle class is shrinking because the rich is getting richer and the poor is getting poorer. And eventually we're going to reach some poor, uh, point where either you're fucking homeless or you're, or you're a millionaire. And that is one of the issues that that's going to be the start of the downfall of America. And China is going to take over as the new world power, et cetera, et cetera. And so um, it's just a mess. It's a mess. And until we realize that we need to come to the conclusion, hey, this is the capitalistic country that um, does a lot of fuck shit in the name of money. Uh, this is a racist ass country that was built on racism and racism still keeps it pumping. And um, it's, it's, it's a lot of issues with America. Yes, America is great, but, uh, or no, yes, America is good, but it needs to be greater than what it is. And making America great again doesn't mean giving all the power back to the white people and putting up walls and, you know, keeping the Muslims out and making sure that you criminalize black people for everything they do. It's, it's, it's a lot more work than that. So reparations, uh, do you feel like that would help? <laughs> do you feel like we're no, you know, we're obviously overdue? But you know what my take is on re reparations. Um, if you really want, like, so I do agree that because in the whole thing with reparations, there are some people were like, oh my god, why do black people just trying to get free money? No, the whole thing with reparations is that that was what was promised to black people at the end of slavery. Hey man, this is what we're gonna do for y'all because we, you know, fucked y'all over. Like, we gave Native Americans reservations, you know, because we fucked them over. Uh, if you want to actually instill reparations, make black people not have to, have to pay a federal tax. Ooh. Or give us that 40 acres and a mule. Oh, they ain't going to give a 40 acres and a mule. So I gave up on that. Just don't tax black people. We're only 13% of the economy anyway, and all of our money is going everywhere else anyway. So the reason why I would hope that even just for, let's say, for those who contributed, and let's say, let's say that those who haven't already died because they couldn't afford a surgery or a medication or, you know, whatever, again, and going back to fucking slave times where we never, y'all never got your just due, but even that for those, and again, we, whether or not we, we are free thinkers and, you know, we, you know, believe the way that we do and we have, you know, the thought process that we have, we unfortunately are still slaves, slaves to the yeah. society that we live in, slaves to the people and to the culture, not even culture, but just a basic fucking humane, you know, responsibilities. We're slaves to the world we live in, whether or not, you know, you can be overly spiritual and religious and say we're not of this world. Sure. But we're still a slave to having a, even Jesus said, you give Caesar what is Caesar's and you give God what is God's. So regardless of that, that means we still got to fucking pay to play with fucking Caesar's ass, a.k.a. the government, yeah. a.k.a. the powers that be. So I'm wondering if there was just a way, and again, I know the rich don't want to get taxed, but as a way just to, if not even to stay faced, but to make sure that y'all can continue to rape and fucking pimp us for all that we're worth, throw us a fucking bone 
and and you know and it'll give us some money to spend so that, again we can invest in these other things that are going to eventually make y'all money in the long suit you know what i'm saying give some of it away and i'm wondering too in that very same essence what gives for i'm not gonna say the word right philanthropists uh you know uh, what i'm trying plan. to say Philanthropists, yeah. Even people pronunciation Nazis are going to be talking hella shit on this one, but still, like for those you know that have you know that could do, like I wonder if that almost kind of gives them a cobra clutch in the game because if they throw out a few pennies, they will be seen as God. You have you know the uh, the Jeff Bezos, which you know him and his drama, but he definitely gives it, he gives money out because you have to then again whether it be that tax break or the reason why they're able to even make money. Of the fucking federal government by that one percent, which is so ironic. It's that one percenters that the fucking and the yeah. the reentering it into the into the psyche and that. But even like your Bill Gates is there. He's doing shit out here in Arizona. They're buying fucking land to make a little city outside of Goodyear to where it's gonna be like an all integral sort of thing. So like, just I, don't know, I just feel like more has to be given. I know that sounds like such a fucking poor needy thing to have to say. Oh, we need more. Motherfucker, you Oliver, nigga, you want some more fucking of the soup? Be happy with what I gave you. You know what I'm saying? And and fucking go be merry. But truly, I don't know that if you if you want to keep it going. Cause then once you once you burn that shit out, I mean unless we're that expendable. And I feel like maybe we are. We're that expendable. Fucking, you know what I'm saying? Ozone layers and all the other shit in the world that we're yeah. fucking up because there's too much of us. Why not? Why not flush out the fucking turd? No, and that's why I argue that the news is designed the way it is. So instead of us getting upset at the true people in power, we get mad at or we get upset at one another and the differences between one another. Um, I've always argued that when people get to arguing about, oh, athletes make so much money. Well, it's interesting that the athletes, how much money they make yearly is super publicly publicized, but then yet the billionaire owners, we don't always get the stats of how much money, how many billions they're making a year. It's designed so we can get mad at those millionaires while those billionaires are making even more money. Like everything is designed for us to get mad at one another and not actually be upset at the elite that's on the top that's actually running shit. Um, you know, there's a reason why the Rothschild family is still the richest fucking family in the world, and you don't hear too much about them. No. And even, hell, I'll even go as far as remember Jay Electronica started dating one of the Rothschild's daughters <laughs> when the last time you heard from that nigga. Word. That's out to Black Jesus. Yeah, the last time was, I think, when he went to go fucking make sure that they didn't put no disrespect on Erica by doing the studio. That's the last time I heard of him. Yeah, he was well, a Rothschild. You, you shoot when you when you around enough money, uh, yo yo name don't make the news cycles no more. <laughs> it's like a filter in the internet. Like it just nope. Yep, like no, no, no. That's the part that doesn't. That's the dark web. That's the part that pops up in the dark web, and you even need to filter in the dark web to get to that shit. So I don't know. On, on the on that note, I think we need to do what we do to save the world. Yeah, we see how fucked this world is. What could you do, Verse, other than take it back prehistoric times? The least that we can do is we can look up to the gods and say, please forgive us. Let us offer these sacrifices so that you may see why this world needs saving and is worth saving. You know, I remember uh, Abraham, to uh, prove his uh, allegiance to the Lord, took his son up and was like, hey, man, I'm going to stab this nigga. Show, show you, I, I fucks with you, Lord. I'm, I will stab this little you nigga. Told me to do it. You told I will, I will do it to prove, to prove, you know. 
Same thing, the Aztecs. And what, what, wait, 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 really quick. Don't, don't get lost on it. So what ended up happening? God provided the lamb so that he didn't mm. have to give his own son, which makes me feel like it's bullshit. They had to kill Jesus. But still, he put, God provided the lamb. Well, here you go. I got, I got a lamb for you, man. You a real one. You a real one. So to prove to God that we real ones, we offer these sacrifices. Shout we out. offer these sacrifices. So I think it's about that time. Ooh, Bring the mic. We're going to slow it down. We're going to slow it down. We're going to get it in. It's time for. That's not that Vaseline, baby. Dedication show. Can I hit it, bro, please? Fuck the law that gave my dick. That's word to pimp. Um. Now I'll get this started. I'm gonna start locally. Ooh. Okay. Start locally, and um, I would like to dedicate this episode to, uh, it's actually a friend of the show, uh, someone who's been uh, fucking with us on the um, uh, podcast IG page, Ooh. and uh, so I'll write that show, The Love Back, um, she goes by Vontae uh, yeah, no. AZ. Ooh, she's beautiful. Shouts out to uh, local model, Avante AZ, I think I'm pronouncing that right, and um, yeah, she's oh. a local model follows the facebook fan page always shows love so it's only right that we show the love back and um yeah you can find her on facebook at a v a n t e dot a z and also if you follow us on facebook or excuse me on instagram or whatever you know we always post the dedications and um yeah she's a local uh talent that's been modeling doing her Yo, is that had half shaved half head shaved at the very top on the third tier right up, down, the next next to the red pants. Yes. I think that's just how her hair is, because I don't think it's shaved. I don't okay. think it's shaved. I fucking love that look. Yeah. I, I know that show style. Uh but yeah, shouts out to her, uh local uh talent and uh she's been doing her damn thing or whatever. And so make sure y'all support the local artists. You know, we we Arizona raise and we don't show we show love to Arizona, but we don't show enough love to Arizona. Mm-hmm. And so uh shouts out to her and looks like she got Ooh. a brother and a lot. Shouts out today. I'm about to say, man, I know you like that. I'm like, ooh, the interracial. I'm not mad at her. It's an OT. You dig? But uh, yeah, so local Arizona model and talent. Uh, she's been doing her damn thing. And uh, hopefully uh, we can shed some uh, more attention in her direction or whatever and uh, help uh, promote the, the motherfucking calls. And uh, so again, Avante. A V A N T E dot A Z dot com or follow us on Instagram at Arizona Soul Podcast, uh, where we will be uh sharing uh flicks and adding her to the dedication wall. Let me talk about the Arizona Soul Podcast. That is some Arizona Soul right there. Mm. The soul of the soul. And shouts out to I don't know if she does music, but uh yeah, she has a shot. Yo. She's in the she's definitely doing something. Look the at studio. that big ass SSL board. When I see that I geek out. Do oh. each of those faders do a damn thing? Probably not. But Probably. I love. <laughs> Probably not. Shout out to yeah, anytime you see the monitor too laid on its ass like that, ooh, some work getting done. Oh, oh we get busy. We are getting busy. Someone so, getting uh, hit in the studio for sure. <laughs> so shouts out to uh, Avanti if I'm pronouncing that right. Oh, and actually, I just noticed the headline that is the at the Yo. Conservatory of Arts and Sciences. Check, check out this out. 
So uh, I was uh, KUPD was doing some kind of promo stuff, and I was like, oh, let me stop by, get a sticker or something. Maybe they got a record, some tickets, whatever, you know, whatever you could do. They didn't have shit. I got there too late. But so I was trying to holler at him. I'm like, hey, you guys work for Bonneville? I was trying, I'm really, I'm legit trying to get this internship. I'm like, what dick do I got to suck? I, I fully, I, I went to the office fully prepared to suck dick. <laughs> and <laughs> so fucking tells me, um, just, like if you're not coming from a conservatory or have any broadcast experience, they ain't gonna fuck with you. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, damn, that's you part got of what, that, brother." Part of what they do with Crass is that they are funneling because it's so many people. Crass, I remember when I was going there. I can't remember how long the course was. It was like nine months or something like that. But you get so many people. It's like every nine months there was four classes worth of people graduating, and um, so yeah, it's just it's funneling people into broadcast and all that. That you have a lot of these places like that who they're like, no, we're just waiting for more people to graduate from Crass because we know that they're quote-unquote educated in this stuff and that was the thing too during my uh running a record label years uh that was my goal was i was trying to uh get enough funding if you will uh to uh get some projects going on off the ground and uh part of my to keep the overhead cost down was i was going to only work with interns out of the conservatory because you can have interns come in and they get their credit their school credits and all that for working you know at a place and then i get educated talented people that are then doing the work for free because they're interns so i I had a business i had a business plan Man, I, I, I might just need to, you know what I'm saying? I might do some kind of dirt so I can get me, you know, I don't have to worry about a fucking loan. Maybe put in two years. I don't know how long, I don't know how much this shit comes out. I'm assuming more than 30. I think. To to get some kind of AA or something through that bitch. I think for so. sure. Yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, that's, a, that's a whole new car. That's, that's a brand new fucking gladiator. Hummer. Not Hummer. Jeep. Well, yeah, so. yo, shout out to her. And I kind of want to keep the, is the next one local as well or no? No, the next one's federal. Oh, well, before we get there then, can you throw mine in the mix? If you don't oh. mind, get it on that third screen. Because the time for Popo's dedication. Yes, dun, dun, dun. We're talking about local talent. And one thing for sure, she, she is that most definitely both part of a group called the um was it the 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 fucking uh i'm already i'm already losing sight of the bombshell somethings i can't forget i can't believe i'm forgetting this thing uh but shout out to like the cherries on ig at like the cherries because her name is miss maricino she does uh pinup asian pinup she's part of the uh man i'm forgetting the bombshell az thing i'm sure it'll pop up here in just a little bit she's part of a new uh i mean i guess they've been going around for a good minute part of uh the burlesque scene and uh, uh, one thing that, that's super dope, and again, if you listen to the the most recent Soap Bubble Sessions, yeah. uh, what was interviewing, and, uh, and getting to know, and they're most recently going to be having for, I think it's called Level Up Entertainment, and I was trying to get my foot in the door to try to, you know what I'm saying, trying to do some stand-up, but I, I never got to, to begging and pleading to that point yet. I'm still working on it, though. Um sure there's a local place called the bonus round and they have this thing going on uh it's called the level of variety hour uh at a at a really geeky dope bar right on central and camelback and uh and it's pretty much a burlesque and comedy show 
awesome. and definitely you know 21 and, and over only um and i know they sold out some of the vip tables but again you you, you get what you see there <laughs> and uh that's very entertaining. Again, I just want to just shout out to people having the nerve. And another thing too, she kind of she tackles the. As you can see, she she's a voluptuous woman, so she definitely considered a plus size. And she's there. There you go. The B twelve bombshells oh, is the the name of the crew. They do a lot of uh, charity work for both veterans and and local entities of that nature. So um, yeah, man, I highly recommend y'all checking out like the cherries. Her name is Maricino. So again, that is like the cherries and then also you can support her on patreon patreon.com slash marachino and r-a-c-h-i-n-o hold on i'm gonna have to take the unshare off because i gotta click if i'm 18 or older i don't know what i'm about to click on so i will review <laughs> this in the back real quick before i nothing too bad no, no, nothing nothing too bad but again it is something that i mean yeah you see i don't know about you i don't know you get those uh russian bots trying to sell you porn on, on the snapchats and whatnot but there's a there's just a whole lot to uh, all the geekery and shit that goes down and it was crazy because when i had met her she was dressed up in this joker attire and it's just you know oh, oh, oh yeah oh, that's all right <laughs> so there's more tears and this stuff and uh mind you uh, if you're familiar with burlesque, yeah, it, it, they they put it all out there. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I'm just I I I guess I need to join now for twenty dollars per uh, per month to unlock the post because I I like the tags I'm reading. Yo, and if uh if for those who I guess have the uh, the the sort of income to who to um to be a sugar daddy, I'm pretty sure that there's a tier in there for that. So uh, for those with a whole lot of love to give and uh, expenses to to boot, yeah, uh, reach out to Miss Marichina. Yeah, I mean, so make sure y'all support her. And then, and again, if y'all want to hear, and it's technically supposed to be uh, um, a Patreon exclusive on her on her Patreon thing. Again, I had a chance to to interview, so so check out the soap opera sessions. You did. And they're, uh, yeah, on the same feed. So make sure y'all subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and all that to uh, check out the oh. sessions. And then I got one Yo, more. This, this one we sharing. We sharing this one, bro. Because, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I, I, was, I was sharing. We sharing this one. I knew you was on the same page as me. One more <laughs> before we get out of here. Bay and a half. Uh, Alexandria Ocaso Cortez, AOC, Congresswoman for NY14, Bronson, Queens. Um, yo, she has been killing the game as of late. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's what, 28? She's one of the, she's the youngest Congresswoman person ever. And, uh, she just, she's killing the game right now, dog. I, I absolutely love her. Um, she, and I'll play the clip. It's already super legal, as we've seen, for me to be a pretty bad guy. So it's even easier for the president of the United States to be one, I would assume. That's right. Thank you very much. Let's play a lightning round game. I'm going to be the bad guy, which I'm sure half the room would agree with anyway. And, um, and I want to get away with as much bad things as possible, ideally to enrich myself and advance my interest even if that means putting, uh, putting my interests ahead of the American people. I have enlisted all of you as my co-conspirators, so you're going to help me legally get away with all of this. So, Mrs. Hobart Flynn, I want to run. 
if I want to run a campaign that is entirely funded by corporate political action committees, is that is there anything that legally prevents me from doing that? No. Okay. So there's nothing stopping me from being entirely funded by corporate PACs, say, from the fossil fuel industry, the healthcare industry, big pharma. I'm entirely 100% lobbyist PAC uh, funded. Okay, so let's say I'm a really, really bad guy. And let's say I have some skeletons in my closet that I need to cover up so that I can get elected. Um, Mr. Smith, is it true that you wrote this article, this opinion piece for the Washington Post entitled, these payments to women were unseemly, that doesn't mean they were illegal? Well, I can't see the piece, but I wrote a piece under that headline in the Post, so I assume that's right. Okay, great. So, green light for hush money. I can do all sorts of terrible things. It's totally legal right now for me to pay people off. And that is considered speech. That money is considered speech. So I use my special interest dark money funded campaign to pay off folks that I need to pay off and get elected. So now I'm elected, now I'm in. I've got the power to draft, lobby, and shape the laws that govern the United States of America. Fabulous. Now, is there any hard limit that I have? Perhaps, uh, Mrs. Hobart Flynn, is there any hard limit that I have in terms of what legislation I'm allowed to touch? Are there any limits on the laws that I can write or influence, especially if I'm uh, based on the uh, special interest funds that I accepted to finance my campaign and get me elected in the first place. There's no limit. So there's none. So I can be totally funded by oil and gas. I can be totally funded by big pharma. Come in, write big pharma laws, and there's no limits to that whatsoever. That's right. Okay. So, awesome. Now, uh, now, Mr. Marabani, the last thing I want to do is get rich with as little work possible. That's really what I'm trying to do as the bad guy, right? So is there anything preventing me from holding stocks, say, in an oil or gas company, and then writing laws to deregulate that, that industry and cause, you know, that could potentially cause the stock value to soar and accrue a lot of money in that time? You could do that. So I could do that. I could do that now with the way our current laws are, are set up. Yes? Yes. Okay, great. Is it possible that any elements of this story apply to our current government and our current public servants right now? Yes. Yes. So we have a system that is fundamentally broken. We have these influences existing in this body, which means that these influences are here in this committee shaping the questions that are being asked of you all right now. Would you say that that's correct, yes. Mr. Marabani or Mr. Shaw? Yes. All right. So one last thing, uh, Mr. Schaub. In relation to congressional oversight that we have, the limits that are placed on me as a congresswoman, compared to the executive branch and compared to, say, the president of the United States, would you say that Congress has the same sort of standard of accountability? Are there, is there more teeth in that regulation in Congress on the president, or would you say it's about even or more so on the federal? Um, in terms of laws that apply to the president, mm -hmm. yeah, there's just almost no laws at all that apply to the president. So I'm being held, and every person in this body is being held to a higher ethical standard than the president of the United States. 
That's right, because there are some committee uh, ethics committee rules that apply to you. And it's already super legal, as we've seen, for me to be a pretty bad guy. So right. it's even easier for the president of the United States to be one, I would assume. That's right. Thank you very much. Click on that video really quickly, the one that's right there you're passing, right in the middle. This one? Just play, yeah, play in the background. Did you hear about the controversy, right, that had popped off with her and how she had a little simple little cute little video of her kind of dancing around? And they're trying to say that she was dumb and that it was whatever. But from being a young woman from Brooklyn, she could have definitely hold up her dancing. And so she did this just cute, this cute little video of uh, in the background had that song, Whoa. Mm. And, and I love the fact that you have women in Congress, and if they're not smiling, it's, oh, my God, why you got to be so angry? Why won't you smile? Mm. And then when you smile, oh, my God, why won't she take this job seriously? Like, just admit y'all hate women. <laughs> that, <laughs> y'all hate Shut women. Some motherfuckers. Uh, that, that's all it is. But, uh, yeah, shouts out to her. Here's a tweet recently. For a wall, for a wall's $5.7 billion, every child in America can have access to universal pre-K. Um, we propose the same money. We're told universal education is a fantasy, and we're asked, how are you going to pay for it? Um, but meanwhile, we're trying to come up with all these billions for this fucking wall and all that. So, shouts out to her. She's just been killing the game, and that is one of the things that I'm hopeful for is one of the issues in the world today. And no offense to our parents' generation, but the baby boomers, y'all done broke a bunch of stuff. Right. And one of the things is, how are we going to fix things? We need to get the baby boomers out of office. And whether you guys like millennials or not, we need millennials in office because they are the ones who... um, they are more in tune with everyone in the world. Baby boomers are very section segregated. We're again, Christians, Muslims, Catholics, so on and so forth. They're all separated. A lot of the millennials, they all rock with each other because they all grew up on social media and playing video games together and so on and so forth. Remember Nickelodeon cartoons that they couldn't afford to have because the cable wasn't on that long. Exactly. <laughs> and so the millennials are going to be who it is that needs to save this world. And again, it's not to say that all millennials are great and all baby boomers are bad, but no, it's the some millennials that are going to have to save the world because the baby boomers broke everything. And so I think AOC, uh, Alexandria Ocaso Cortez is uh, the start of this. So shouts out to her. Hopefully, uh, shoot, even maybe one day she could be a future president, which will be absolutely dope. But yeah. uh, shouts out to her. If that Buffett chicken. Uh, makes her way through. I'm pretty sure she's going to throw her up there to try to be her vice. You know, who knows? No, they but, yo, I want to say, because I'm not, I can't, ex- I don't want to say exactly the certain healthcare company that I'm with, but they, per- their, their pockets run deep. And the CEO was talking about uh, becoming part of an automated sort of uh, future. And we've seen, you know, automation, of course, taken in cars. It's fucking made its way into McDonald's already. You know, we see it kind of definitely being just the end-all, be-all as far as kind of nicking out nickel and and dime jobs. Um, I'm curious because you talk about the baby boomers and kind of how they're in office. They're eventually going to die. And not to be, you know, what I'm saying, uh, remorse or whatever. It just that's just how it works. You're, the older you are, the closer you are to death, right? I mean, because we all, we're none, none of us are invincible, you know. So, part of being in the healthcare and also customer service field, you figure, oh well, automation can never fully take over because imagine how many older folks are going to be upset about it. You know, they want to talk to a life person, they want to do this, they want to do that. Well, you're right. 
but they're going to die out pretty soon. So automation would definitely be a next natural step for us, especially as millennials, because we grew up in the boom of technology from both internet being a regular home stay to computers being, you know, a fucking fat ass monitor to now being a goddamn uh, tablet that can be held onto the wall and nothing could, you know, tell the difference of, you know, what it is. So, it scares me to believe and, and to and to know that eventually that is where we're going to go because everything will eventually be automated because AI will f- figure out the fucking nooks and crannies out of shit to move us in that direction. So eventually when that does happen, I wonder how much more shit is it will shut out due to that automation into that future where the baby boomers and the old schools and all these old principles that we've been tied down to for so long do eventually go away. There's going to be a fucking, there's going to be a Pandora's box of shit that will come from that, don't you think? Yeah, and that is the thing. I think uh, 20 years from now, we won't recognize the world because 20 years from now, um, yes, you will have more baby boomers who are dead. So you're going to have more millennials in office making changes, so on and so forth. And then also uh, within 20 years, you're going to have a ton of robots out there. You're going to have a ton of self-driving cars. Um we're pretty close to just kind of paradigm shift where I think society is going to be completely different in 20 years. And I think honestly, that's part of the reason why you have MAGA and you have Trump and you have all this. It's these conservative white people who are stuck in their ways, who are concerned that, Oh my God, the world as we know it is, is changing. And that's why they're fighting to hold on to no, keep it the same way. And no, unfortunately, things change and you need progress and things grow. And just because we felt this way at this time doesn't mean we feel this way at this time. Like there's growth. We grow as a society. And so I think that's part of what MAGA is doing is that they're trying to hold on to how society used to be. But no, times times are changing and you need to kind of get with the program or you're going to get left behind. Message message so on that note once again i would like to thank the listeners for tuning in uh make sure you follow us head to the website arizona soul podcast.com uh from there we got links to our youtube page you can watch all of our uh, videos live shows segments and all that make sure to subscribe to the show we're rebuilding the youtube channel so make sure you uh rocks with us over there also uh you can head over to stitcher radio where we're over on stitcher radio it still comes up as i'm blackie's mexican podcast i don't know how to fit sound stitcher radio but you could also uh arizona soul podcast will bring it up too uh so make sure you subscribe on stitcher also, make sure you subscribe to us on um, SoundCloud. As you see here on the SoundCloud uh, session, you got uh, the Soul Popo sessions featuring Mara, Mara Chano. Am I saying her Chino. name right? Chino. 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 Yep, that's like the, the one. Cherries at, like the like cherries. Like the odd. There we go. Like the cherries. See? Uh, so uh, make sure you uh, uh, subscribe to us on SoundCloud. Also, follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow us on IG and follow us on the Facebook fan page uh, for all that hotness. And again, once again, on Twitter, that's Arizona soul pod and on Facebook and Instagram, Arizona soul podcast. Um, also leave us a voicemail 480-588-4688. That's right. 480-588-4688. We want to hear from the fans and not from healthcare providers. So make sure that y'all leave a voicemail over there and let us know how you feel. And, um, Last but not least, man, if you don't like this podcast, uh, you probably don't like yourself. 
And uh, if you're one of kind of those kind of people, uh, Papa Ona, what 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 might they be? You might be a motherfucker to be like, fuck them kids. I Yo, want my fuck, money. Yo, fuck them kids. Real spit. <laughs> <laughs> now lick. Oh, until next time. Yo, peace out. Whoa. Oh, yeah. If you didn't like this podcast, it's probably because you're racist. Yeah. Fuck your feelings, though. <laughs> yeah. What's up, man? You hear me?